All right, welcome to the first episode of the TTPOA podcast. Hey, before we get started, we want to thank a couple of groups of people here. First, we want to thank you guys, the members, the members of the TTPOA. You guys are awesome. You guys make us what we are. You guys make us the best SWAT association in the country. I have a privilege of teaching SWAT teams from across the nation, and I'm telling you right now, I put my Texas guys up against any of them, anytime, any place. Thank you for what you guys do. Stay safe and continue to train hard. Next, I want to thank our sponsors. Our sponsors are amazing. They help us out tremendously as an association. Without the sponsors, we would not be able to have the conference, the competition, this podcast, any of the stuff that we do on the side. They help us out with that. Thank you. Every sponsor from the largest all the way down to the smallest. Thank you for your support. Lastly, I want to thank the TTPOA board members, the guys that are running the regions across the state, hosting the classes, bringing in different instructors, the guys that are doing the work behind the scenes to run the conference, the competition, the social media account, all the stuff that we do as an association without the board members, we wouldn't be able to do it. So thank you guys. All right, enough of that. Let's jump into the podcast. Here we go. Welcome to the TTPOA podcast, a podcast for SWAT officers, military, and all first responders. We'll be talking training, tactics, and leadership with the best subject matter experts around. Here are your hosts, Derek and Brandon. What's up, guys? Welcome to the first episode of the TTPOA podcast. I'm Derek, and I'm here with Brandon, and we're going to be your host and guides through this podcast experience. (laughs) Yeah, you're laughing because yeah. uh, we have no idea what we're doing. Hell no. No, not at all. So um, <clears throat> we just kind of want to introduce ourselves and kind of talk about who we are and uh, what our backgrounds and experience um, is. So you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Hey, we're making TTPOA history right now. Let's, uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll probably get made fun of, but hey, what's new? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm Brandon. I am um, with TTPOA. I'm the Region 7 uh, Director. So that's in basically in charge of all the training in the North Texas region. And then I'll work for a department here in the Metroplex. And I'll have 23 years this summer at the department and about 16 years on SWAT. Okay. Well, I'm Derek. I also work for a uh, agency here in North Texas. Uh, been on the department about 17 years. Uh, spent nine and a half years on a full-time SWAT team, which was one of the best experiences of my life. So I'm not going to say that, you know, it, anything bad about it, but it was an awesome experience. Uh, currently now, uh, the range master for my department and, uh, I'm on our part-time team as a, as a team leader. So, um, a little bit different, but you know, kind of is what it is. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk to the guys about our podcast, like the way we're, that we're going to do this. Uh, it's going to be very raw and very generic. And do you have a plan? How we're uh, we have no plan. No. We're just going to fly. We by, yeah, no, no, we're just going to keep it, uh, keep it real. Right. That's and just right. kind of fly by the seat of our pants and kind of figure this thing out as we go. So when you and I talked about doing this, um, I got on the old interwebs and used the Google machine and Googled how to, uh, do a podcast. And, uh, there's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah. I'm glad and, you did. Yeah, well, I can't read, so it's uh, it's kind of hard. But uh, I want to give a shout out to the guys at the Uncommon Line Podcast. Yes, for sure. uh, those guys helped us out quite a bit with this. So uh, thank you guys for everything, uh, all the help. 
But, you know, from here on out, man, we just want to bring on a good quality guest and give you guys good quality content and uh, get a lot of information out to you guys. No, for sure. Uh, Law enforcement information, uh, gear, equipment, tactics, firearms, anything that we can uh, help you guys out with. You know, we want to get the information out to you guys. So I was thinking about the first episode here. We basically just talk about the TTPOA, let these guys know who we are, what we're about. Because a lot of people, they've heard of the TTPOA, but they're really not quite sure who we are or what we do and like what our uh, main job or focus is. So I figured for the first episode, we would get the current president and vice president. Big, big executives. Wow. Yeah. Big, big executives. Their, their big, detail came in here. And they yeah. swept the house for us. And yeah, stuff, definitely. So. Definitely. Uh, big cool. executives here. So we have... Uh, the president and the vice president. We'll go ahead and introduce them and let them talk about themselves a little bit. And then and they will. And they will, especially the one guy. Yes, we all know. The one guy definitely <laughs> will. Yeah, he'll talk a lot. So uh, we only have about 300 hours on this memory card. So just, yeah, whatever. just, time, just, just tone yeah. it down just a bit. All right. So, uh, Graham, if you want to go ahead and, and uh, introduce yourself and tell, you, tell the guys who you are. Yeah, guys. Happy that we're here. I'm happy that this is launched and. It's a pretty exciting time for TTPOA. I'm Graham Smith. I'm the current TTPOA president. And uh, a little bit about myself. I 2001 is when I became a member of the TTPOA as a new new SWAT guy. I was uh, made our team, and uh, basic SWAT was my first uh, TTPOA course here in the DFW Metroplex. And uh, couldn't get enough of it, to be honest with you. And then I actually was lucky enough to attend my first conference in 2001 in Dallas, uh, set through some of the debriefs, thought they were amazing, and then actually got to take a class. And my first class with, with uh, somebody we'll talk about in a little bit, Sandy Wall, was my first TTPO instructor. And I was I was uh, in awe of that guy. So uh, was immediately hooked, hooked in by the TTPOA and then um, – just started wanting to get involved. And then from there in 2007, I became a board member and I became the regional director of region seven, yeah. which Brandon now runs. Yeah. They, yeah. Region, yeah seven. region seven leads the way. Right. Yeah. You know what they yeah, say? Yes, it does. <laughs> I think everyone at this table had a, had yeah. a, yep. had a job in region seven at one time running yep. the region. And, That's why it's so good. Absolutely. Region seven is what, uh, what twice as good as region two down in Houston. Definitely. At least, at least yeah. I think seven good. times better. Seven times. <laughs> yeah. Better. That's what I think. At least five times i don't know about time uh, five more yeah hey we're all exactly. SWAT guys so anyway i did the regional director and uh, like i said couldn't get enough i thought it was great the the uh, amount of training that we were put on and uh, we're able to put on in this region and uh, working with the instructors and so from then i wanted to move forward i was lucky enough to be uh, selected for director of operations which is uh uh, operations director for TV, ttpoa is over training for the state that's their goal and they run uh work directly hand in hand with the regional directors and then uh, did that for four years, did vice president for four years, was elected to vice president. And then uh, lucky enough in 2020, I became president. And, uh, you know, 2020, 2020 was a raw year, but it's all good. We, we actually uh, d- made a lot of changes, actually. And this was one of them. We wanted to get a podcast up and running. So, yeah. Uh, so I know Brandon and I want to say thank you to you two guys for letting us, yes. uh, you know, are trusting us uh, with this and kind of <laughs> why us? Yeah, yeah. why us? Kind of <laughs> spearheading this whole thing, but yeah, thanks. So, yeah, honestly, thank you guys for letting us uh, do this and having the faith in us to uh, to do this. Oh, I think that again, uh, this is kind of way that the 
that uh, times are going, you know, social media and uh, just these podcasts or how popular they are now that we needed to get involved. And again, it's just another way to reach out to our members or people that aren't familiar with the TTPOA and let them know what we're all about. And we're at, we're there for officers and we're there for training. So, uh, you know, we're, we're helping to uh, add a more professional uh, aspect to law enforcement. And that's what it's all about, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Getting the best training that we can to everybody across the state, which is one of our missions, right? Not just Dallas and Houston. Let's get it out across the state. That's why we have eight regions, so we can get that accomplished. But anyway, so that's that's how I ended up as president. I was lucky enough and honored uh, to be uh, in this position. Truly an honor. One of the best honor of my career. My career started in 1990. My career started with, in, sorry, 1990. I'm new to this. 1990. Um, yeah. Oh, man. And, uh, so 31 years in April, I'll be 31 years with my agency, which is the same agency Derek works for. So it's in the Metroplex. That's but, awesome. Uh, yeah. And so be 20 years in SWAT now I've had 20 years in SWAT. So That's crazy. worked That's- on the full-time team for about 18 years and I'm at the Academy. I'm the reality based training, I guess, coordinator. So, Good. but it's all about training, man. That's yes, pretty much is. how my career is going. And I'm uh, proud of that, that we, we get out there and, and we're able to train, uh, you know, our guys, keep them safe and give them uh, tactics and tools to uh, help them win a fight. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to bring on the vice president to actually you know, introduce himself and talk about himself. <laughs> Remember, 300 minutes on this memory card. Shut <laughs> up. All right. So uh, Dan Colasanto, TTPOA vice president. Um, I started to work the same agency that Brandon does. Uh, started out in 1992. Um, I've been with the department now 29 years. I've uh, been on SWAT for 26. I went to my first basic SWAT school in 1995. Uh, uh, that, that's cool. I was a sophomore in high school. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't need to hear that, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> hey, I was out of high school. I was a freshman in college. Oh, that's, so, yeah, that's yeah. good. Well, usually Wait, I, t- usually you I tell went people to college. That. <laughs> Can you even spell college? No. <laughs> Yeah, most of the, most my of the speller guys, could. <laughs> most of the guys I tell that to say, "Yeah, I wasn't even born." So, uh, but um, started doing some training. We did a lot of stuff with the Irving guys, um, and with TTPOA, started doing some instruction. Uh, and my path actually followed uh, Graham's path. Uh, he was the region director, and I was an instructor. Uh, he brought me on to start teaching. Uh, really liked what the TTPOA was doing. Started volunteering. Volunteered at competitions and uh, at some of the conferences. Um, and I remember talking to Gary Heath and I said, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm really interested. He was the president at the time. And uh, I said, Hey, I'm really interested in helping. He goes, okay, well, we're going to, we're going to jump you in. And uh, well, was that a thing back in the nineties? It was a thing. Yeah, it was <laughs> okay. a thing. I wasn't, it was, it was a little bit later He's than the blood 90s. in blood out. That's yeah, blood in, blood out okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, exactly. I, I remember them telling me, and I, I still tell guys today, hey, it just runs itself. Don't worry about it. It runs itself. So. <laughs> well, I mean, I took over Region 7 from you when you when you uh, promoted up and became the um, director, of operations. Yeah, director of operations. And it pretty much ran itself. I didn't do anything. Yeah, it's easy. Just, it was the easiest yeah, job I ever easy. had. It was easy. So it uh, was Region 7 director, uh, best region. Oh, yeah. Um, and then uh, – when Graham moved up to uh, vice president, I took over as director of operations. Uh, like Graham said earlier, ran the training for the uh, entire state. Uh, then when he became the president, ran for vice president in, in 2020. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was uh, fortunate enough to get uh, voted in. and 
So you've basically been riding Graham's coattails. <laughs> yes, the entire. Yes, I have been riding yeah. them the entire. Kind of like time. Kamala and Joe there. Oh wow! No, like not even close. <laughs> That's interesting. Not, Where not am I? Who am I? <laughs> no, I got my note cards right here. Wait a minute. Just give up and pictures make of, stuff up. When pictures you're of who's uh, asking me questions. So we're going to go with answer. Reagan and Bush. We're a little <laughs> yeah. bit older. Yeah, yeah. Reagan and Bush right. is probably right. better. There we go. So going to do it all the time with TTPOA. What what is the main function? Like what like what is our like what is our bread and butter? I think our bread and butter uh, is providing training, affordable training, with some of the top instructors in the country uh, to our guys, and, and we do a great job at that. We we bring in uh, throughout the year, not just the conference, which is really my main focus now as vice president, but throughout the year, we're bringing in. Uh, Rob Latham, Scott Jedlinski, Dan Brokos, uh, Chuck Pressburg, all a lot of the big name instructors. But in addition to them, we also have our own guys that are are quite talented, great instructors that are teaching other classes. Uh, our our big bread and butter classes, I would say, are basic SWAT and advanced SWAT are are probably two of our top two. Um, but we have other classes throughout. And, and one of the things that we like to tell everybody is. Hey, if there's a class that you want, just let us know, email us, and we'll get one of the region directors to put it on. So the question I always get, do you have to be on SWAT to be a member of the TTPOA? No, absolutely not. We have several uh, non-SWAT officers that come to training all the time. So that that is not a requirement at all. And we try to, other than obviously basic SWAT, advanced SWAT, but we have uh, regular patrol officers come to basic SWAT and advanced SWAT. Uh, so we have a lot of other classes that are tailor made for other for other officers. Yeah, as far as the membership, you you just a licensed peace officer, right? Or a reserve. You can be active duty military. Uh, you can be a fireman like TAC medic, and then uh, corrections officer. So uh, you know that opens a gamut up for all pretty much all of law enforcement right there. Feds also also are, are able for membership. So we don't limit it to just SWAT officers because of the training that we offer. Like, like Dan said, it may be a patrol tactic class, right? A vehicle ambush task. Doesn't, but like you said, originally our bread and butter were the basic advanced SWAT sniper courses. But uh, we've grown and we've recognized that we, we have the opportunity to, to train uh, law enforcement. So we opened it up for, like you said, tact team leader classes, whatever the case may be. Um, we're there for basically law enforcement, not just Texas. You guys know Arkansas, oh, yeah. Louisiana, New Mexico. We have some guys come into basic sniper uh, this year from the state of Washington. Yep, sure do. Yeah, so think, pretty I mean, impressive. The, the farthest guy we had was from Australia. We had a guy from Australia come, oh, found, wow. our, found our stuff uh, on the website, said he wanted to come and um, verified he was who he said he was. Uh, and he's he's come in. Wow. He, he came to, uh, he's come to basic SWAT. He's come to advanced SWAT. He's even come to the conference. We have a big contingency from Brazil come up oh, yes. here for yeah. the conference, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Are they coming back this year? I Are allowed with the travel and stuff? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think they're. You coming may have this some year. guys come, uh, some uh, Brazilian officers come on their own, but not the usual contingency that we've had. Those are always fun when they yeah, come. Yeah, the up big there. groups. Yeah, yeah you know, I was fun. lucky a couple of years ago to actually get to train um, a group of those guys at the conference, and it was uh, it was an experience. It was it, it was fun, but it was definitely an experience. Uh, just the the lack of training and knowledge that they have down there. It's, it's, it's uh, kind of mind blowing. Mm-hmm. So uh, when did this all start? When did TP, TTPOA become a thing? Okay. So uh, 
Probably back when you were in elementary school, back in the in the mid '80s, actually early mid '80s. Yep, that's true. Yep, we, that's right. It it, it, it was uh, the contingency of SWAT officers around the around the state, almost said country around the state. So I uh, mentioned Sandy Wall earlier. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's retired now, so he was with Houston SWAT. Tommy Shelton was a, a Dallas SWAT guy, and then uh, the other member uh, that when I came on board that uh, was uh, an executive director was a uh, Tommy Hamilton. Tommy Hamilton. He's with DPS SWAT. So those were kind of the executive board members when I came on board and uh, learning, you know, the history of SWAT, uh, our TTPOA and SWAT. Those guys got together and realized that, hey, we need to start running similar courses, right? We need to be able to uh, do what we're doing in Dallas and Houston, like some of the larger agencies. We need to provide that type of training and tactics to these guys around the state because – like you said, you can have multi-jurisdictional agencies, but the mid, but the mid-level agencies, like the ones that we work for, you know, they need to have the same uh, training afforded to them, opportunities afforded to them that the bigger agencies were. It's not just about money all the time, right? It's about sharing that knowledge. So they got together and uh, started working together and, and said, hey, let's go ahead and create an association. And uh, we can put out training through the association, we have the expertise, right? We have the Dallas SWAT guys. We have the Houston SWAT guys. We have the Austin San Antonio SWAT guys. Paul Ford was another guy who was retired from Austin. They got together and collectively started uh, putting on the TTPOA basic SWAT and uh, advanced SWAT courses. And eventually that led into their first conference. What year was that? It was 1984. That's what I've been told. I don't remember. It was yeah. the first conference year. That was, was that, that, I was in high school then. Where was it at? It was in Dallas. So hopefully wow. later on, in the, I'm sorry, Houston. In this Houston. episode, we'll have some of those original uh, board members come on and talk if they can remember that far back. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll get their wheelchairs and we'll roll them in and uh, <laughs> set them down in front of the mic and see if they can help us out with some of that. Uh, some wow. of that. Those dudes are legends. I mean, to me, oh yeah, absolutely. In, 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 in our community, you mentioned those names, especially in Texas, and guys are like, oh yeah. Well, yeah. even when I started my SWAT career and like I went through basic SWAT in 2008. Sandy Wall was still teaching for mm-hmm. Safari Land and right. and uh, doing a lot of classes and all the Houston guys did a lot of in house training for TTPOA and and he'll be at the uh, he'll be at the conference this year. Yeah, we'll definitely oh. get him on here in a little bit and talk to him. And Sandy's still a part of the organization. He's one of our uh, training advisory board members, so uh, he is officially retired. Retired. He does a little bit of training now and then, but he's even retired from Safari Land and he's he's still an integral part of the association and. Uh, if you uh, happen to see him at the conference, you need to go up and talk to him because he is he is uh, one impressive, not only one impressive guy, he is one charismatic dude. He will he will have some stories for you. I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right. So the biggest thing, like the question I get a lot from TTPOA is, do we get paid? Does anybody on the board get paid? No. Yes. No, I mean, oh, we, wait, oh, wait, I, okay, I'm not supposed no. to tell y'all get paid. No. <laughs> it's all no, voluntary, no. right? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. All it's, it's all voluntary. So Absolutely. the guys yeah. run the regions like, like, like Brandon or like we all did. We're full-time police officers. That's our primary job. And then we do this stuff on the side, right? We volunteer our, our extra time uh, to help out with scheduling classes or the conference or competition or whatever it is. Um, that was one of the things that, uh, Couple of guys uh, that were part of TTP, part of the TTPOA, they really thought that we got paid or something on the side. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, if that is, that's a that's that's new to me. But yeah, yeah. we don't. Uh, it's all voluntary. Yeah. I'm waiting for my check. Where's yeah, it? no joke. Yeah, we, still waiting. One of the things I found is, uh, guys, when we put these classes on, they they see the class going on and they don't really realize what goes into putting those classes on. 
until you bring them along and go, okay, hey, you're going to help us put this class on. And I've had several after that go, oh, my God, I never really realized what went into putting on a class. I'm like, well, yeah, you know, the SWAT fairy just doesn't show up and, you know, sprinkle the dust and the class goes. There's a lot of work that goes into it mm-hmm. before and after to make sure these guys get their TCO credit, make sure all, all the paperwork's in order, uh, make sure all the logistics is there. I mean, these, these and again, like you said, this is on their own time. This isn't, uh, you know, something they get paid for. Yeah. And this year has been interesting. Or 2020 was yeah. interesting. Oh my gosh! For- well, I mean, you're the one doing the classes now, Brandon. Like, is it is it different than than 19? Is it picking back up? I was very fortunate for for where I am in in, in Region Seven and what we have to train, and so I didn't have to cancel one class. Um, I didn't have as many classes as I normally do. I had like I think 20 plus. I normally have around 30 ish. So, but in the, as far as that. I just I just had to make it go. I, I just thought outside the box and got sponsorships with some other uh, people that are involved in our organization and and just kind of hey we're, we're, I'm getting through this and we're going to do it. Uh, I was not going to let this slow us down because uh, other guys that I saw before me, like everyone at this table was in my position before me, and there were some other guys uh, that I always looked up to. And I was like, they set the bar for me. I'm going to raise that for the next guy that's going to take my spot. And I was not going to use that as an excuse to to stop anything. So, but it is a lot of work. Um, it's a lot of work. But I, when you talk about getting paid financially, no, we don't get paid financially. But for me, as cheesy ass as it sounds, I do get paid with the knowledge I get from other instructors or being around other like minded men and women like me. And what it benefits my team, how it benefits me of just learning and integrating myself into this world uh, of the SWAT world. So I don't get paid financially, but knowledge wise and and contacts and things like that. I mean, I think we all have contacts around the nation. If we have an issue, we can go contact somebody who's the expert or tool or company and they know us. And that's invaluable. So I agree with you that and that was cheesy, but. Yes. Um, yes, I do agree that, you know, being up here in the region seven in the North Texas area, you know, we have a lot of big teams and good yes. training, but when you run like the basic SWATs or the advanced SWATs and you see guys come from smaller agencies from across the state, if we're able to pass on some of that knowledge that those guys may not ever, you know, ever get where they come from. Um, yeah, there was definitely, definitely, um, exactly. um you know, it, it made you feel good mm-hmm. about about all the work that you put into that basic SWAT or, or that advanced SWAT or that firearms class or whatever. For sure. It was. So, yeah, for sure. And just, you know, to add about add to that, not only like you said, the professional aspect, there's the personal as well. Yes. Because I wouldn't be friends with you guys if it wasn't for the GTPOA. We may have exactly. run across each other in a class every once, you know, once in a while. But I think that our teams uh, work together, yeah, operationally because of the GTPOA. Oh, I don't for think sure. it's because I don't think. You know, we would probably, hey, you know, you guys, we respect your agency, you're good. But actually to see how you guys operate, you know, uh, and train, yeah. right? And how professional your team is when you're doing that. And the standard that they hold themselves yes, to. Yes, yeah. I think that, like I said, that's another thing that the TTPA offers. It fosters those relationships uh, professionally, you know, and personally, right. because we've become friends. You know, I know I've been to your yeah. kids events and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, you know, you're, we're at my house right now. You guys come on in anytime mm-hmm. you want, but, uh, that, that's it. That's another thing. And it's, it's pretty unique about our organization. I think that, uh, 
the the amount of relationships that that it's created throughout the state again you know no uh, i'll tell you a quick can i tell a quick story about that uh, so after you? the uh the big snowmageddon that we had here right <laughs> yeah so uh i had a niece down at uh, ut austin and she lives in a high rise on campus and they were their cars were like you know and couldn't get out of the parking garage had no water had no power for multiple days so i just you know text my Austin, Travis County guys. I'm like, yeah. is there any way you can drop off some water for my niece? They, yeah. they need water. Right. And, uh, you know, get the next thing I know as I get a selfie of one of the guys <laughs> dropping off water and, and I'm like, I wouldn't have been able to do that Heck without no. the DWA. I really, you know what I mean? I may have known him in passing. Oh yeah, I know. I know him, yeah. but man, this organization and it's begun, it's become so large that you can read out, reach out to anyone. I know someone, yes, you get a hold of somebody in the state. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. For sure. Absolutely. Really well, cool. just like after the uh, hurricane um, in Houston, how many years ago was that? You know, we did the big thing with 511 and went yeah. down there and passed out. Harvey. Uh, Hurricane, yeah, Harvey. Yeah, Hurricane Harvey. We passed out uh, clothing, boots, yeah. and everything to the first responders that lost a lot of their own personal uh, equipment and clothing and boots and stuff. And, yeah. you know, just, you know, giving back and helping. And that's 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 part of the organization itself is, you know, passing the information, helping um like-minded people you know, sure. helping helping the le community as, as as much as we can yeah to, to have a relationship with our vendors are you know regardless if they're you know a, a, just a sponsor or a platinum sponsor those were some big ones right that was 511 and then vista outdoors which you know black hawk and eagle at the yeah. time is who they owned but being able for you know our vendor guy to go hey the, the houston guys need this not just houston guys but you know all the way down to corpus and rockport and all hey do you need this and they secured a warehouse and we went down there and man, we're giving away boots and belts, duty belts, right? Yeah. Holsters, oh, yeah. clothing. And that was, that was pretty special. And, you know, I getting old, I, I forget about that until you mentioned that. I was like, that was one of the coolest things that I have done in my entire career. Yep. Right. Yeah. We we're just there to facilitate helping another agency through the TTPOA and man, well, not just an agency, a whole, a whole yeah. area community. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, all the, like the little small agencies around Houston and Corpus uh-huh. and, like you talked about down there, you know, helping, um, helping those guys out. That's kind of, that's kind of like what we do. And that's, that's, uh, you know, the brotherhood that we have. No, for sure. And, and that's, that's one of my big reasons for, for doing this is that connection, that bond, just like, like you talked about Graham of having something bigger than you, something bigger than, than just going to work every day. When the guy comes in and, and he goes to a class and, he comes up to you. He's like, man, that's an amazing class. Hey, thanks for this. Hey, I want to get your number. Hey, I want to contact you about this. Or, And you hear the debriefs of after the class. And, and guys are truly going back to their departments and taking what they learned and, and teaching their guys. I mean, that that's invaluable. I mean, I don't think any of us at this table and, and people that are involved in our organization truly know the impact that we have. And I don't say it just for selfish reasons, but just – how much training we've put out to guys to make their teams better, to save their lives that they didn't even know that, that that was going to happen. We host classes. That's just a a, a great benefit of it. Yeah. And and I love it. Pre COVID Dan, how many classes did we do? Did the TTPOA host in 2019 off top of your head? Uh, I'm sure reading seven did the most, but you know, I want to say it was over 70. Yeah, From whatever, over 70. If I remember, I'm trying to go back yeah, in pre, my head. Pre-COVID, over 70. It's 70 easy. to 100. Yeah, 70 there, to 100. Were, there were times in 19 where if you looked on the calendar, I mean, we had something going at least, well, for sure every month and sometimes mm-hmm. two or three classes a month 
I mean, all, there, there across was the whole across state. the whole state. Across the whole yeah, state. we were very busy. We were very busy. And, and, and you just kind of want to piggyback on on one of the things that Brandon said. You know, there, there's nothing better than you have a guy call you and said, "Hey, I was in whatever class, and I used that in a situation at work, and it saved my life or saved somebody else's life." And and we've had that. I've had that happen. I know these guys have had it happen. Um, so it, that's that's one of the great. Yeah. Paybacks is is those guys and girls go back and use it, and then they call you and say, "Hey, I used that and it worked." I mean, that's and that's there's no there's no other feeling like that. It's it's an awesome feeling. Yeah, it is. It's jiggling. What do you got over there? Jiggling? Yeah, something on yours. My little dog is tags. It, oh, it's your dog oh, tags. No. You just can't let it go. Yeah, yeah. the Italian he's style over he's there. He's excited <laughs> over there. He's I am. The Italian horn. Flexing his pecs. I don't have an Italian horn. Oh, okay. my, my grandmother wouldn't let he's me have. Flexing it. his pecs. Yeah. He wasn't a calendar. Jersey shirt off. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Really. Yeah. What calendar was this? I saw that. What calendar was this? Oh, that was back in. The early, well, it was the late nineties, probably. We had we did a SWAT calendar. Yeah, really. It was a fundraiser. Do you have copies of this? Uh, there are copies. Yes, there is somewhere. Copies. I've actually seen pictures mm-hmm. on the old internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, they still had Photoshop. So it was what? Know, uh, what year was this? You think it was two thousand three? Yeah, I think it was. I was a new guy on the team. Were you yeah. in it too? Yeah, but I was a new guy, so they didn't really why, care about me. Why do I not have a picture of this? So, so, so you're in the calendar. You're just uh, you didn't have a, a spread. No, I wasn't a month guy. So what month were you? December? Uh, no, it was July. July. I can see that. I, I remember I remember Dan's picture. Hottest yeah. month. Because he's leaning against a tree while his guys are back there running the oak course. <laughs> right. I used to make fun of him. I'm like, shouldn't you be running the oak course instead of posing with your shirt off? <laughs> he even got to go to New York City and Diane yeah. Sawyer. And- we got to go in Good Morning America. Yeah. Then we did a second calendar, too. There's two calendars. There's two calendars. There. Yeah. Do tell. Do tell. Well, the first one worked, so we did another one. Yeah. yeah. So where all this money go? Well, the, our Citizens Police Academy did it, so they took part of it, and then they gave us some of it. God, we should do a calendar, a TTPOA calendar. Should. Oh, yeah. All the fat old out <laughs> shit, dudes. That's why you got Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, but you look around the conference, and you'll be like, yeah, we're going to pick that guy, yeah. and that guy, yeah. and that guy. We'll pick our young guys. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, we're, we're past our prom. Exactly. All right, so what are some things in the pipeline coming down from from the TTPOA in the future? We got anything good coming down? Conference is coming up. Conference Real coming quick. up next week. Next yeah. week or week after next. Sorry. Definitely your your best bang for your buck there. As far oh, as yeah. any training you, you can get, I'm not even gonna say the state of Texas. I'm gonna say around the country. The instructors that yeah. we bring in, uh, and you know our conference package is only 150 bucks. You get 20 hours of training for 150 bucks. So you get to sit through probably uh, some a couple of really good debriefings. It gets you into our vendor show, our trade show. Our uh, vendor range day, it's really five days of training is what it yeah. ends up being uh, with, the, you know, getting out on the range, doing a little plinking, get, check out the vendors, talk to them, and then set your debriefs on uh, Friday and then start training Saturday and Sunday. But again, you know, you get you get your Dan Brokoses out there. We've had, you know, uh, who else has we had? We've had this um, at the conference as well. Some of the, the bigger names. Uh, yeah, Chuck Pressburg. Yeah, he got Chuck Pressburg. There you go. Chuck Rob Vogel. Yeah. Yeah. Rob Vogel's right. going to be there. Benny Cooley. Benny Cooley. Um, We've had uh, Jason Fowles going to be there. Yeah. Way of the gun. Sorry, is is, is losing me. Uh, Way of the gun. Oh, um, I know you're talking about. I can't think of his name. 
Sorry, man. See, we're old. I'm telling you, we're, we're, there's no calendar no, but for us. Whenever he's been to the conference, he sells, he's like one of the first guys to sell out. What is his name? My goodness. Yeah. Sorry. Get on to Google. Google that. Google that. Get on to Google. Oh gosh. It's, it's killing me. I'm trying to. All right. Well, but anyway, but, but, uh, that, that's a, we hope one. you still come. Yeah. Since we can't remember your name. <laughs> Brandon, what's coming up in Region 7, man? What you guys got? He's not coming in this year to the conference. I got all kinds uh, of couldn't, stuff. He man, couldn't make it up. this year. We we did have him scheduled, but he, he couldn't um, make it. Man, Region 7, we just got through doing uh, – Dallas always does a hostage rescue uh, school for me, so we just got finished that up. Uh, we have uh, Mike Pannon's coming in doing a um, – Covert carry of instructor class. I'm really, really excited about that. Uh, I'll try to get in that. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah, I think I, I saw your name pop is, up. It's on there. So it's on there. Uh, no, I'm I'm super pumped about that. He uh, Frank. Proctor. I've never Frank met Proctor. <laughs> there it is. Sorry, Frank. Frank Proctor. There you go. Yeah, Frank Proctor. <laughs> well, you know whose name kept popping in my head was Rob Latham, and I couldn't. You know, I was like, uh, does it sound like Rob Latham? Right? Because yeah. Rob, you have Rob coming in yeah. again, yeah. right? Yeah. He comes every year. Every yeah, he October. Comes every year. That's a great class. Yes. Oh, it's yeah. awesome. I, I, I mean, I learned a lot from from Rob. Yeah. Uh, and you know that it, what's funny is we got him through another TTPOA class because we had brought in one of our previous instructors, Chris Lepre, got us hooked up with Jason Burton from heirloom precision. He came and did a 1911 armors class and range class. And while we were at the class, I just made a comment, man, you know, we really like to get Rob Latham, but I don't, I don't even know where to start. He goes, Oh, you want Rob? I go, well, yeah. I mean, I think that'd be really cool. And he goes, Oh, well, let me call him right now. And I'm like, well, you know him? He goes, well, yeah, of course I know him. And so he called him up right there on the range and said, Hey, you can you need to come do a class for these guys. And he did it. And then it, that's how it started. So, what year was that? Ooh, geez. 2011 ish 12. yeah 2011 ish i think i went to his first class it was in Dallas. we did yep. the first one in, in dallas, dallas. Yep. i was there i went to yep. that first class that he came in and uh, yep. he's been back ever, ever since. since every year same time october yeah. end of october and you just feel like just terrible Dude, like, i beat him in one event <laughs> I, I beat him in one, one event. event it was the accuracy event like the slow shooting like you know the yeah. smallest group backing up from the five all the way back to as far mm-hmm. as you could go and maintain the smallest group and I beat him by just the grace of the yeah. shooting gods were smiling yeah. down on me on that yes. day. I have a video of the time that I beat him and I always show him, but after that, he just kicked my ass all over. Oh, yeah. It's amazing yeah. to watch that guy yeah. shoot. It's amazing to watch guys of that caliber. Yeah. And, do you know, and, and something about Rob, I love Rob to death. People think, well, you know, you beat him because he let you. No, Rob, Rob doesn't let you. No. No, so if you beat him, you beat him, but just know I that will the tell next you. time around, he's going to stomp your ass. And <laughs> in my class, he got beat. Two or three times by you know different um, different guys on different uh, drills that he ran, and yeah, you can tell it really it it really messed with him a little yeah. bit. And he would go back and he would shoot it again, and he would not lose two times in a no. row. Oh no, no. he no, would not lose two times no. in a row, back to back. He would not lose back to back. I think it's funny on the when we post the, the the class for Rob. It says if you don't know who Rob Latham is, you don't need to come to this class. This it's not for you. If no, you don't know who that man is, no. and you you have a gun, then you you're not at his level. When yet. I first when I first brought him, I had to do you know one of the things we do on the website is the bio, and of course I pulled his bio up, and it's like three. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm not putting all that. I'm, no. That's when I just put, hey, look, if you don't know who he is, then don't sign up because I'm not putting, you know. Three pages of bio. Three pages of bio and all the championships he's won. I mean, I mean, if you're if you. Do any kind of shooting, you know who he is. So yeah, it's definitely a higher immediate to advanced class. And and for those that are listening, that yeah, what's who's Rob Latham? You know, they may know right now. Yeah, is he's not a SWAT guy. 
No. And he'll tell you that. Hey, I'm not a SWAT guy. I don't do what you guys do. But what I do know how to do is shoot this gun. So I'm going to give you some some tips and uh, tricks of the trade here to, to uh, help you combat shoot and you take what you want. But he's yeah. he's really cool. He's really cool about how he presents that material yeah. to Same law enforcement. To law enforcement. Yeah. Same thing with. Uh, Scott uh, Jelinski. Oh yeah, Scott's great with that. No law enforcement experience, not a police officer, not a SWAT guy. And he'll, you know, just like Rob, he'll tell you. Mm-hmm. But the way he presents the information, you know, it's it's easy for us knuckle draggers to oh, yeah. pick it up and and to kind of um, use some of those fundamentals and, and shooting techniques that he's uh, pushing out to us. And yeah. it works because I use some of his stuff. I went through his class as well, and I use some of that stuff on our range and yeah. uh, teach our recruits that and try to teach some of our SWAT guys. Oh, um, for sure, some of the and, same things. And I think we do a good job of that is of not just like pigeonholing one guy, we bring in like a, a myriad of guys and we let the members choose, Hey, I, I, you know, I'm yes. going to get a little bit from Rob. Yes. I'm going to get some from Scott. I'm going to bring this guy in. We mm-hmm. just don't go, Hey, uh, this is the only guy we bring in to do this. We don't do that. We, we bring in instructors from all gamuts and we let the guys decide, hey, I'm going to take what I can get from each and every one of them, which is what you should be doing. Well, you have to do that you because do you that. can't you can't just work a technique from one instructor and no. say you're one and done. Because if you're not involving and changing your tactics in this game, then then your team's going to, you know, your team's not going to grow. Right. At Absolutely. All. So you take a little bit from every little instructor that you go to and you morph that stuff to work for your team. Our teams are different. We operate kind of the same, but we have different techniques, different tactics, but it works for us. Mm-hmm. It works for y'all. It works for the Dallas's, the Houston, the San Antonio's. Yeah. So I think too, some people, some people have asked me, Hey, so what is TTPOA stance on CQB? What do y'all do for this? I'm like, like you said, and then we bring guys in, there's no set standard that goes, okay, this is how TTPOA says you have to do CQB. This is how they say you have to shoot a red dot. So we're bringing in this instructor. It just goes, if you want to see this guy's CQB, if you want to go to this guy's red dot class, all the regions bring those guys in and the classes make or they don't make. And and that's up. That's that's student driven. Uh, we promote them as much as we can. But at the end of the day, that's what I like. It's that instructor with his curriculum coming out and going, hey, either like my stuff and you and you come back for more or, hey, it's not very good. And the guys don't come. Uh, and I think that's that's great because. Each people or each department kind of has, does their own thing with with certain things, and, and and I like that aspect of it. Yeah, but you have to go to these schools and get a knowledge base for sure, right? For sure. You get your knowledge base, and then you take the little parts and pieces that you like that you know will work for your yep. team, right? Your personnel, your skill sets, your ability, and then you morph that little piece of nugget or that you get from that instructor, and you morph it like right. to work and, for yeah for the, your agency. And the good thing about it is you have guys from all over the state, sometimes from out of the state sometimes out of the country and they're all in this class together. So when you go to these classes, it's like you said, I'm getting this nugget from the instructor, but then I'm also learning from the guys that I'm in the class with. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're usually, and I tell guys, you look, you're doing, you're coming here to learn something, but you're also coming here to validate, right? If if you're in the room and everybody's doing something similar to what you're doing, you know, okay, you're good. We're probably good. But if you're the only guy in there that's doing it that way, you're either the smartest guy in the room or the dumbest guy. And, and, and I have been in the room being the only guy that did it one way and it was, it wasn't good. Uh, and we have well, changed you know, since, but tactics are like politics and religion. Like right. everybody is dug in deep on their tactic oh, yeah. and it is the best tactic, right? Ever. Until that tactic fails you. Right. 
It and works until it doesn't. Exactly. And unfortunately, some of these teams don't get to run their tactics a lot in real world scenarios. Right. And they run it in training. But how often do these guys actually set up scenarios that they know will cause their tactic to fail? Yeah. Which is hardly, yeah. you know, all the training I've been a part of and teams I've seen and trained, teams never set up a scenario purposely to make their tactic, you know, fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they want to win, you know, leave on that winning on that winning scenario. Yeah. I think your, your uh, instructors as well, that can be fluid in their instruction. Cause I've been to courses where I was an advanced SWAT class and you know, you're, you're there from whatever guys around the state. So a couple of urban guys here, a couple of, you know, Dallas guys here, and then you have smaller agencies. And I remember taking uh, Steve Claggett's, uh, uh, we were doing bus assaults basically. Mm-hmm. And one team asked him, I said, Hey, uh, you're with Steve was in Dallas. He's retired now. You guys got 40 something guys on your team at the time. I understand, you know, all your uh, tactics that you're employing here, but man, we, we, we're out in the County and yeah. uh, we work with DPS. They were going to have, we're going to have to wait for them to come in. What do we got six guys on scene and we got to go. And he's like, he goes, I don't know, let's work through it. Let's get up here and work through it and see, see how it works. And, and you know, there's, there's gotta be a minimum number, obviously he goes, right. but to, to employ, you know, a bus assault, he goes, or a linear assault, he goes, but let's go ahead and work through it. And so he gets up there and just starts working the guys and, and he's like, yeah, I think, you, you know, six guys, I think you could do it with six guys if you do this, this, and this. And I was like, I go, I was thinking to myself, I was like, man, you know, that, yeah. that that's a good dude. You know, yeah. he, he realizes yep. that, hey, you know, they don't, they don't have the manpower that we do. So let me go ahead and adjust my class mm-hmm. and, and knock it out where everybody can take something from it. Right. And, uh, huh. and, and, uh, you know, and then uh, just jump back in his class. And, but you got the instructors, like you said, you got the guys with no law enforcement or military experience. Then you guys, the guys with both, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Jackies has both. He's a Marine and uh, in uh, law enforcement up in Virginia. But then you got those guys, a high level SF guys and they come in. So again, you, you should be going there with a thought of, yeah, I can't actually do what they what do. He's talking to it, yeah. But I can take three quarters of that. Right. And, 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 you know, apply that to the operations that I do. Yeah. And I can go back and tell, you know, talk to my team, say, Hey, let's try this. Let's try this in training. Yeah. And if, if it works out, we've done that. I know y'all have done it. Yep. We've done it. And like you said, it may not be the entire tactic, right? But we can take some of it. Oh, for sure. And, 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 and here recently, the way that our team is uh, designed and changed, we've done a lot of that, right, Derek? Yeah. We've actually set it up to fail. We know the weak point of the tactic and we've put actors, you know, in a scenario and say, we want you to do this, this, and this. I kind of attack that weak point and we want to see one, how bad does it fail? And two, how do our guys respond to that failure or how they overcome that, you know, that scenario. But yeah, we've actually, we've actually changed the way uh, that we do some entry work from, uh, from from, from scenarios like that. And again, it's taking what you have with the personnel that you have and the experience level that you have and also how operational, like what's your operational tempo. Yeah. Right. Because you guys are going to learn a lot more running live ops, mm-hmm. right. Versus only doing one or two a month. So you got to take all that into consideration and then you, you morph those tactics to kind of, you know, work for your team. That's why I, I hate when I, uh, I see guys from across the country and they're like, Oh, the specialty team from, you know, these guys that don't exist, you know, they retire from the military and they, they come on, they start these companies and yeah, this, uh, this group wrote our entire SOPs for SWAT. Like, wow, man, like why did that guy do that? Mm-hmm. Or, or why did you let those, well, I mean, just look at their experience. Well, they have experience overseas doing, doing that, not doing law enforcement SWAT related work. 
And, you know, I'm just like, man, just be careful with that because, yeah, you know, you're taking yeah. some of that stuff and those guys that have no law enforcement experience are telling you how you're going to do things, make your entry. It's kind of the same, same, but it's a lot, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a lot different that as well. Go, that goes into what Brandon said. That's why the TTPOA is not saying, Hey, this is our stance. This is, we have one stance when it comes to, uh, um, narcotic search warrants, right. right. Or high risk apprehensions or vehicle assaults, because you should be taking that back to your department, developing those policies, procedures, and tactics, what works best for you. Cause yep. there's not, I mean, you know, you, you, you have, you have to have enough manpower to be a SWAT team, obviously, right? Uh, to call yourself a SWAT team. But you just look around the Metroplex, how teams' makeups are different. There's no one way to do this, right? There's a way to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, works for Dallas. Works for, you know, Fort Worth or, you know, Irving Garland, right. Carrollton, whatever. And they employ different tactics because what works best for their team. And they should have those policies. Like, and they're subject matter experts at their agencies, or sometimes they'll reach out to us and, hey, how do you do this? I know we reach out to Dan. Hey, what do you think about this? Or, uh, you know, some of the Dallas SWAT guys, we'll talk to them and say, hey, how do y'all do this? Why do you do it? Okay, good. We'll come back. And like Derek said, let's try this. And it didn't work, so let's do this. But that's why the TTPOA doesn't have one stance on that. No, for because sure. Because the, difference, the differences of the team makeup vary throughout the state. Well, then you have full-time teams, part-time teams, and you have regional teams that have yeah. three or four guys from multiple agencies on a team. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I think, I think one of the biggest things that, that I love when like military guys come in that are, you know, the top of their uh, branch of the military, whether they're from army or Navy or whatever, and they come in, they relate to us. They know the constraints that we have. And I think any of those guys that come in, and teach or that we've been around when they're honest and, and they always go, Hey, y'all have a harder job than what we do mm-hmm. because of all the laws, all the policies, just everything that you have to do is a lot harder than what we have to do. And I always appreciate those guys. Cause I'm always like, man, that's, I always look up to y'all like, man, y'all have so much experience and, 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 and they do, but they realize, Hey, what y'all do is even harder, a uh, harder scale. And I, I love what Dan Brokos always says when he teaches CQB. It's a thinking man's game. I don't care what tactic you do. I don't care what you do. It is a thinking man's game. Uh, even patrol is a thinking man's game. I think my number one thing on SWAT is can you think? We can teach you to shoot. You can get better at running and running the O course. But at the end of the day, man, it's all in the in your head. If you can't think, you can't be a good cop. Period. You can't be a good SWAT guy. Um, so I think it's that right there is always big when I hear him say that it always makes me, it always challenges me to think, 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 think. And that's hard for me when I try to think is there's not a lot of, brain, brain brain you can get like better at running it. an O course. Yes. Yes, yes you, you can. can. Yeah. But you have to do it. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, see, that's where I, that's where I fail. You can't, you can't just look at but it. you don't have to. Everybody else runs it for you. So you know, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I wish I had that issue. No one does it for me. <laughs> Well, guys, anything else you guys want to talk about? Anything? Did, uh, you know what? One thing that anything? we yeah, actually we did. And I was right. thinking about. It. I've been taking notes over here. All right. So, one thing that allows us to work together, come together, and like you said, uh, encourages in that relationship building and sharing of tactics is our competition. Yeah. So we run an annual competition for those that don't know, and that's in that's going to be in October of this year. But it's about six months usually from our uh, conference because it's a large event. And uh, really excited about this. We're going down to uh, Conroe this year, Houston area, just no, outside of Houston. No humidity down there. No, no. no. And uh, 
but man, that, that again, that's, and I thought about it earlier when you were talking about, you know, when these teams, you talk to these teams and help these teams out. I remember when, uh, back when our team, I think it was back in, we were down in either Baytown or somewhere like that. And there was a new team that was competing, a newer team that was competing. And we saw them, you know, they're like, Hey, we're going to let y'all get out the day before and kind of work <laughs> on some of this. Cause some of the obstacles are tough and, and a lot of it's technique. Yeah. And we saw them and we said, Hey, try your team lifts like this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this is how we do it. And, and of course it's something that we learned from somebody else. It's not something that we made right. up, but it, it was really a team total team effort. And you guys know exactly what I'm talking about, but uh, it's hard to, hard to explain. Right. And you, yeah. you had to demonstrate it, uh, but uh, they did it, man. And then, and I remember like years later going, Hey man, you remember that time you guys were showing up? We, <laughs> yeah. Well, we were showing so-and-so the other day, they came out to our O course cause they had built an O course and this team's a good competition team now, Yeah, but uh, that was one of their first ones. And yeah, I think they were top 10 their first year, but, oh, wow. uh, but that, that was really cool, but that's something that we didn't hit on. And I was thinking about that. That's what made me think about it when you're talking about earlier about helping other teams out and we're all in it together, man. We're yeah. all in it to basically improve each other. Now that's a competition. So you want to win, yeah. but like you said, you know, uh, well, even, I mean, even back in the day when we're running and, you know, you can hear our supervisor going, beat Garland, beat Garland. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was going to say. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah. we compete every year yeah. and, and yeah. yeah, we have a good relationship with your team and, but we do want to beat each other at the yeah. competition, but we also help each other out. Mm-hmm. You know, where, I mean, we're, we're giving a little bit of tips and techniques. Hey, watch out for this or be careful on this. And yeah. I mean, you know, a little I bit mean, of at, yeah, at the end yeah. of the day, it's, uh, it's just, you know, us again, that brotherhood, us, yeah. you know, working together and, 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 and doing what we do. I mean, I think every year that I've gone to the competitions, we've shared each other on during the, during the O course. It's like, Hey, we're pulling for y'all and, and Oh man, I felt so bad for you last year. I had, uh, I was sitting there with that beer and watching you run that O course and hurt. Uh, man, you were hurting pretty bad. Yeah, and in I, the was, shade. I was, I was Yeah, I had yeah. my umbrella. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was, you yeah. know, yelling. You know, yeah. trying to give you some moral Especially support. Especially for the night before. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. That was another thing. Once the uh, that that's a goes along that camaraderie and, that, and building those friendships, lasting friendships. Yeah, right. You're gonna have forever, really. Is uh, hey, when the hard work's done, let's go, mm-hmm. let's go enjoy our yeah. efforts, right? Let's go, uh, let's go grab some brews and tell right. some, tell some war stories. And the more that I drink, Hell, yeah. maybe some of those well, war stories are true. I don't know, but we'll talk about how, our, how awesome. Yeah, or when we both, uh, both teams shit the bed, uh, <laughs> yep, on, on the last day of the competition before the O course, and it knocks us out of like the top 10. And we're like, Hey, what do you guys want to do tonight? You guys want to go get a couple of drinks? And yep. next thing you know, like, uh, oh, 3 a.m. rolls around and yeah. Unfortunately, you boys have an O course to run, and <laughs> I get to hang out in the shade and be fat. <laughs> yeah, that was that was brutal night. What do you mean that night? Yeah, it was, it was all, during the team leader meeting. I'm getting texts. Yeah, I know you're texting us. I'm like, oh, well, assholes. <laughs> I'm taking pictures and sending. It. Man, you guys are gonna have to scale this 20 foot wall. Good luck with no rope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope that beer pays off. Matter of fact, I think that's one of the first times our teams really bonded was at the competition from one of the stories I heard. Was that not correct? Of yeah. Y'all walking by and seeing our old, old school guys drinking beer and you're like, Hey, I think, I think the first, uh, it, it really started. It was an advanced SWAT and it was in Garland and it was, uh, Rick yeah, yeah. and Cerami. Yeah. Cutler. They, they told me they went to their, uh, Garland SWAT. Yeah. And the, of course, the HBOA was putting them yeah. on in this region. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the class, the class ended at like 11, but I don't think they left till like, Two, three in the morning later. So I'm sure I knew who they were drinking with on our team back then. There was a little, there was a little bonding going on. And ever (laughs) since then, it's just been, you know, and and people ask me, well, how how come you guys and Irving are so tight? I'm like, man, it just goes back years, just Mm -hmm. 
Somebody yeah. asked that. You know, somebody asked us that the other day when you guys came out and helped us uh, uh, last week on the operation. Somebody asked us, and we're like, "Well, they're like our, you know, sister team yep. or whatever it is." Yeah, and they're sister. like, "Hey, we're not your sister." Well, I mean, it's 2021. You can be a sister. Okay. So uh, I'm your sister. I'm your so, sister. So, <laughs> so we tell them that they're like, "But Garland's so far away and so trashy." Yeah, and so trashy. I'm like, well, it is far away, but they're good dudes, and we operate well together, and we pretty much have the same mindset. And you know, we know if we give them a task, a job to do, they yeah. will do the best you know job that they can at at that uh, at that task. So it was interesting because they were like, it's just it's just too far away. It's and it's Garland. Yeah, yeah it's, it's always funny when we we but tell our, our but, tell our, go ahead. But you guys are wearing blue now, so it's cool. It is. Yes. Well, you know yeah, what, and another thing. It, that trust and that respect is earned, yeah. right? No so way. if it wasn't there, we wouldn't be working together, right? We, right. I mean, because exactly. it ain't training, right? There's no take backs. It's hey, yeah. the stuff that we're doing. It's it's uh, you know, it it can be you know, oh yeah, life life changing, life altering, whatever, life or death, basically. Yeah. So uh, it, it, there's a lot of respect there, even though, like I said, we give each other a hard time. Like, like I said, we treat each other like family, but mm-hmm. it, it's a it's really cool. Man. Really? And again, I, I thank the TTPA for all of that. No, for sure. I, I can yell at y'all's guys at Basic Squat, and I know y'all can yell at our new guys. And hey, if you're going to run with Garland or Irving, then you're going to get treated like us. And I, I love that. I think it was funny last year. We were at a we were at a, a club, and so Wait, what at, at the competition, and oh, okay. one of, some of our new guys and some of their new guys we, they hadn't met yet, and you know, throughout that week and something happened and, and Derek's like, Hey man, that's Garland's business. You stay out of Garland's business because they might beat you up. So you stay out of their business. We stay out of theirs. And if we got problems, they're going to stay out of our business. He's like, man, your side rolls, man. It's just, this is it. We take care of each other. True. You know? So I think that's, yeah, we don't know. You, uh, we don't need to go any further. Than those <laughs> so Hey, family's going to be family. Yeah, right? Family's going to be family. Gonna be family. That's right, man. So Dan, you got anything, any closing, any, any, but, any words? Um, Last thing, conference is uh, two weeks away. Uh, registration stops April 2nd. So just so you know, we're going to drop this this episode <laughs> at the conference. So if you're hearing this, uh, you're late. You're too late. You're, late. you're, yeah. too late. you're already late. Yeah. So hey, 2022. Uh, Glad you guys are at the conference listening. <laughs> yeah. I hope you had a good conference. And uh, this is my radio voice. Uh, I'm and here Friday over. with Derek. Yeah. You missed it. Yeah. Don't forget to check in the banquet at 7. That's right. Rambo, you got anything? No, that's it. I think, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's my first podcast. If y'all hadn't figured that out, podcast I know version. I sound like, I know I sound like a so like pro first pro. day of the conference. So I plan on trying to get this out on that Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. So we got a badass guest speaker for the banquet. So. Yes. Yep. Make sure you're there. Navy cross recipient. Navy cross recipient. That's all we need to say right now. And that's all we're going to say. Yeah. Just trust me. It'll be a good one. Oh, yeah, brother. Yeah, better than the best. My joy and Randy Savage is here, too. He's going to be here, yeah. Okay, well. <laughs> All right. So uh, he's going to be in the uh, hospitality. Yeah, yeah. good. So, uh, like I said, I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to this first podcast, and, and hopefully it's, like you said, it, it keeps rolling, and we do good things and get to bring some of our instructors in, even some of our vendors or some of the, like you said, the, the old G SWAT guys that started yeah. the teach POA. I'm looking forward to actually to listen to their stories. And so that's some what, of those guys are storytellers, man. That, so that, that's awesome. That's going to be the second segment yeah. of the first episode is going to be those guys talking and telling stories. So hopefully uh, Brandon and I will be able to talk to those guys Tuesday or Wednesday night. And uh, about me some alcohol and all that one. That's fine. It's going to be that's good. fine. That should be good. So, mm-hmm. all right. You guys got anything else? Nope. Brandon. 
No, I'm good. All right, man. Well, we're going to take a pause, and then hopefully we're coming back. With, yeah, we'll come uh, right back. Take yeah, a yeah, station we're, break. We're, yeah, take a station break, and hopefully <laughs> we're going to come right back with some of those original TTPOA OGs, and we'll talk about the beginning. Yeah. Train hard. Train hard, guys. All right, guys. We are here with two original TTP, TTPOA OG members, Paul Ford and Mike Finley. Yeah. All right. We told you we had these guys here. Uh, I'm not going to do these guys disjustice by uh, trying to introduce them and tell, tell you their background. I'm going to let these guys do it themselves, and then we'll jump into uh, how we all got started here with the TTPOA. Paul? Uh, sure. And uh, my, my intro won't take too long, but uh, I I'm, I'm grew up in Beaumont, Texas. I moved to Austin to – Joined the uh, Austin Police Department in '85. In '89, uh, I I, I uh, transferred to the SWAT team, and uh, I was you know privileged to to be a part of that for ten years. And during that time, when I was when I was with Austin, uh, I became involved with TTPOA. Um, I left the department in 2000 to uh, you know do my do my own thing, pursue some different things, and. Um, I've been in I've been in business for about the last twenty years. Worked uh, for two companies. One was uh, uh, what is now Safari Land. It was Armor Holdings. And for the last twelve years, I've been the vice president of sales and marketing for Combined Systems. And we we manufacture less lethal munitions, uh, grenade launchers, restraints. And a variety of other like component type products for for other weapon systems, and um, I'm glad to be here today. With you well, guys. thank you, man. Thanks for coming by. I think it's really I think it's really neat that the DTPOA has a podcast and you have all this equipment. Which, have we come a long way since oh, uh, since the uh, since yeah. the days of the uh, mid eighties? Uh, yeah, to say that you've come a long way, I think you guys have come uh, quantum leaps. Yeah, uh, we try. Sure. We're trying. We're trying to make it better than 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 the way we found it. Yeah. So, Mike. All right. Well, uh, it's, mine's going to pale a comparison to Paul. So, uh, Michael Finley, uh, originally from Mississippi, uh, joined the Dallas Police Department in 1986 and uh, transferred to SWAT in 1990. And, uh, you know, it was a young pup in SWAT and, you know, full of, full of piss and vinegar. And, and uh, I really enjoyed it over there. Uh, became associated with the TTPOA in 96, 97. Uh, was there, um, well, it wasn't director of training. It was training coordinator. Training coordinator. Training coordinator. So uh, Sandy Wall, which we'll get into this later, um, I became training coordinator. Uh, later on, I was uh, president of the TTPOA. Uh, I left Dallas in 2002. Um, enjoyed my time there, but, uh, it was time for other challenges. And, uh, for the past whatever years I've been involved in learning and development for different corporate organizations. Okay. So there's been some debate on when the organization started, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we, we, we were just talking about that a while ago. So take us back to when you guys got involved and where were, where were, where were we at as an association and what you guys did to, to, to help us grow to what we are. So, my first exposure to TTPOA was in 1992, and um, I I came up here for uh, a, a conference, mm-hmm. and I think it was attended by about a hundred people. Oh wow! Um, and it was a it was a it was small, but it was a good conference. So, how many vendors uh, would you say you had when you had a hundred people show up? It was about six. Oh, six. oh wow! Yeah, yeah. six. It's oh, yeah. about six. Oh yeah. So and downstairs was, right now we got about geez. what 200, 200, 200 plus. something. Yeah, yeah. two hundred plus vendors. So yeah, and we were we were uh, in and out in about you know a day and a half, 
It wasn't a it wasn't a long multi day conference, um, but uh, it was good exposure to a lot of things I hadn't had never seen before, like explosive breaching and and so forth. Let me let me interrupt Paul for a second. While Paul was attending that conference, mm-hmm. my sergeant was president, and I was running around. I was the hay boy. I was oh, really? ferrying all the equipment, and yeah. I didn't get to go to that conference, but I you know yeah. was giving all the equipment up. So yeah. So yeah, Tom Shelton uh, from Dallas PD was the president, and you could tell you know he was in charge, yeah. and and um so it was a positive experience. And then shortly after that, I went to. Uh, my first NTOA conference. Okay. And uh, it was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And, and really it was like a, it was like a eye opening experience for a young SWAT guy. I had been on the SWAT team since 89, you know, barely three years experience. And I went there and, and um, all these guys from like California and Florida were, they were, they were running the show, you know, yeah. they were, they were telling everybody else what to how to do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the first thing I thought was, is, yeah, why, why don't we have um, guys from Texas that, yeah. that, uh, you know, have this kind of uh, influence yeah. on our career paths and what right. we do in Texas. And, uh, you know, the only, the closest thing that I could, could put my finger to yeah. was TTPOA for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, so, so going back to the years, we think late eighties. It's, it's kind of hard to pin us down. Is it? Is it all like a blurry mess? Is it too much alcohol? Is that well, what it was? I think it started more as like a like a club. club yeah, almost. I mean, we've like, heard stories that they would uh, sit together on the tailgate of a pickup and have a couple of beers. I mean, that was the <laughs> and just meeting. talk tactics. That right? was the really? meeting. Yeah, and they're they're just swapping tactics between each other. So it really wasn't a you know cut the ribbon. We're officially yeah. a, an association at the time. It was as Paul mentioned. It was kind of it just kind of evolved at the time. And I would say yeah. for. I would say for the first two years I was on the SWAT team in Austin, I didn't know the TTPOA existed. Right. Huh. Okay. So, yeah. Interesting. So what did you guys do to get involved to make this thing grow? I mean, like, because you said you started off with 100 people, and now, you know, we're currently sitting at, you know, pre-COVID, a city like Dallas, Houston, we're looking at 700 plus, 800 plus, you know, maybe 1,000 with walk-in attendees. Uh, at a two day show. Um, so, I, um, Tom Shelton was, was a great champion in my eyes for the, the getting the message out about the TTPOA in the early nineties. And one of the ways that teams started interacting was through this Texas police games. Oh, they yeah. would have them once a year in the summertime and as part of the Texas police games, there would be a SWAT competition. Maybe you would have 10 or 12 teams compete, but it was really the, the only opportunity in Texas where teams got together, talked to each other, right. shared some stories, competed against each other, and got to know each other. And, you know, so that was probably like a, another, for me, that was like another link in the chain of, uh, how how are teams in Texas right. meshing and, yeah. and sharing information and things like that? And in the process, I, I, I developed a, a better relationship with Tom Shelton. Okay. And um, I, I liked to write. Uh, so, <laughs> um, uh, you know, I had talked to Tom about the Command Magazine. Did he ever need help doing it? Maybe I could uh, okay. do something for him. <laughs> 
think he said, <laughs> he yeah. me. He's gonna, I'm going to give this magazine to that so guy. So you shouldn't have asked. Yep. Yeah. I should have asked. It was, hey, so before we move on to the magazine, let me ask you a question. When we first, like when you guys first started meeting on the back of the tailgate, drinking beers, talking about tactics, how were the egos back then? Were you guys into nice. sharing, like sharing tactics or was it like, no, this is, this is Dallas's way or this is Austin's way or were the egos in check or was that a problem? I don't think it was a problem at all. It was, you know, uh, guys that were either they wanted to check with someone else to validate what they were already doing or to maybe find out a different way uh, of a way of doing it. And, um, you know, I'm sure, you know, with any of this bunch, you know, there was a couple of, uh, you know, sniffing around and make, you know, is this yeah. guy for real? Is he going to, you know, have an attitude? But I think from the very beginning, everybody's attitude was, you know, can I learn something from you and steal yeah. it and take it back to my agency right. and take credit for it? Yeah. You know, so yeah. uh, um, I think that's always been the attitude of, of uh, you know, even the early beginnings, even to now. Because that's the yeah. one thing that impresses me now with the egos are in check. Oh, yeah. If you come to a conference or a training class and yeah. TTPO instructor from Austin, Dallas, Absolutely. You know, whoever comes in and starts to teach. Man, it's just like, okay, what can I learn from this guy? Absolutely. And for me, as a young SWAT guy, yeah. that kind of molded me into what I think I am now. I think there was a little bit of mystery mm-hmm. among the teams back then. Yeah, uh, Guys from smaller departments didn't know what guys there was from, no social media. Or yeah. no, you, know, you couldn't check a YouTube how many, video. How yeah. many call-ups do you guys do a year? And, yeah. um, you know... Uh, you know, do you have this kind of equipment, that kind of equipment? So there right. was like a lot of mystery and maybe people from small, mid-sized agencies like yeah. Austin was back then uh, to uh, small agencies were maybe a little bit uh, reluctant. Uh, you know, you know, you don't want to make your, you know, you don't want to sound like you're the little tiny guy right. uh, to, to share that information at first. But the more that people did share information with each other, the more... I think that we found a lot of common ground in ways that we were just a, just alike. Uh, you know, the city of Houston may 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 have more call outs than um, Austin or or Brownsville, um, but the 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 way that we did our job, the problems that we had, uh, the things we screwed up, and things we you know learned to do you know well, um, we all kind of shared a, a lot of similar experiences, yeah. and. Um, but it was in it was it was just informal then. It was very informal. There was nothing, um, you know, nothing structured. Uh, yeah. uh, no, you know, nobody was following any mission statement. Nobody was, uh, you know, uh, serious about about uh, you know Texas teams helping each other get educated and, yeah. and have high standards. Yeah. So you're just laying the the ground the groundwork for the networking that was able to right. be built and stuff Absolutely. like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, going back to uh, what Paul was saying, so the, you know, the, the SWAT competition was part of the Texas games. Mm-hmm. And then uh, let's just say in the mid nineties, uh, the TTPOA almost vanished. Really? Uh, we won't mention names, but uh, the leadership was not there. Okay. And uh, Paul was struggling. I'm going, Paul's not going to talk about it, but I will. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul was struggling to, uh, you know, still keep it afloat. And uh, he and Shannon Couch were kind of the two-man army to keep the association afloat. Uh, they were getting no direction. So Paul was trying to get the magazine up, and he would call the, the training uh, coordinator at the time and say, please put on a basic SWAT school so we can have enough money so I can pay for the magazine. 
Oh wow! That that was the that we had no leftover money, anything, you know, and so we would do a school to get enough money to print the magazine, and that Paul and Shannon were kind of the two people that really kept the association afloat in the mid nineties. Wow! And Shannon's still around. Shannon's still yeah. around. Still yeah, around. and unfortunately, we can't get him on this because yeah. he's coming in too late. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's 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 incredible to hear now because just oh, where, yeah. where we are now and how much training we do. Oh yeah. Uh, it's but insane. I'm, I'm going to guess, Paul, at the time, maybe three classes a year, three, four classes wow. a year. Uh, if that, I would, I would say, if that, maybe, yeah. maybe one basic SWAT school yeah. and one other school a year. So, how many classes did you run uh, pre-COVID nineteen in Region Seven? Oh, 40 plus. <laughs> I would say, I would say, even last year in COVID, I think I ran, I ran twenty eight. Yeah, and that's yeah. just one region. That's yeah. you know region seven right. up here in the Metroplex. Right. Um, you know, and of course, then, you know, down in Houston, region two, they're doing you know the exact same number of classes. So I forget the number, but Graham and uh, Graham and Dan talked about the number of classes we did um, previous years, and it was you know in the hundreds. I mean, it right. was it was yeah. it was ridiculous the amount of information that we're getting out to the masses. So just you know, along kind of that, the continuation of that story. So Tom Shelton asked me to do the Command Magazine. I was honored. To you know, yeah. take on this responsibility and start doing it, and uh, really quickly, I found out that uh, there wasn't a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, there really wasn't a lot of uh, 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 executive management being done. Um, uh, so I, I said, "Well, give me the give me the the rosters of membership so that I can, you know, make sure memberships are being renewed and things yeah. like that." I couldn't find where people had paid dues <laughs> like in two years, but uh, so uh, you know, uh, I was, was I was struggling with what I was doing. You know, yeah. I took on this new challenge, and um, uh, I had asked Shannon because you know I, I developed a relationship with Shannon through the Texas Police Games. Okay, and so I had asked Shannon like, uh, "What do you think about this uh, TTPOA? And this is what I'm doing. Do you would you be interested in in?" Uh, having a role and helping me out. Um, I, I kind of need a partner here. Yeah. And, um, and sh- you know, Shannon being the team player that he is, uh, you know, he, you know, he thought about it for about 10 seconds and then said yes. And, and then, uh, you know, that's how, that's how that, that's how that, uh, uh you know, fr- friendship between Shannon and I, you know, blossomed and, you know, we started working together. So Paul at the time, how, how many years did you have on SWAT when you were doing this? When I started doing the command magazine, I had been on SWAT team about four years. Four years. So still yeah. a new guy in, in yeah. military term. Yeah. So, I mean, I, that, I think that's awesome because I love when new guys bring in energy and it, and it kind of makes you. It resonates through, yes. through yeah. the team oh, yeah. or through the association. Yeah. Or whatever Part of that energy is being naive. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Being voluntold uh, to do something. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, get, getting guys to getting guys to submit articles for the magazine uh, paying for the magazine, getting advertisers to uh, participate and and help uh, pay for the magazine, it was it was very slim. Um, the I think that after about the second issue I did of Command Magazine, we we you know we weren't planning on doing a conference, but we had to do a conference so that we could pay for the magazine. <laughs> um, and uh, but uh, so so then you guys teamed up on Sandy. Yeah. 
just so you know, the guys, because we're on the podcast, they can't see. These two guys brought in notes. Yeah. So they're no, bickering back and notes. forth Mike about the, the notes. notes. So, yeah. so, so when but you thanks, get, Mike, because it is a good guide for When me. you get old, you forget things, so you have to write them I down. wasn't going to say that, but that's what I meant. So let me, let yeah. me go back and touch on this energy thing. Um, you know, one of the things that just has resonated with me about the CTPL way, and it still does, is at your own department, you're met with resistance, right? It could be bureaucracy resistance right. or, um, you know, your, your teammates are like, no, we're not going to do that. We're, you know, we don't want to do that. We don't want to go train today or whatever. And when you work within the TTPO way, someone will say, can we do this? And someone will say, why not? Right. Not, we can't, no, we shouldn't do this. It would be like, well, why not? Let's try it. And I mean, it was that energy that I, I, <laughs> And I think I can speak for a lot of guys. I enjoyed working with the guys from TTPOA uh, much better than I did with my own department. Yeah. Because it was that positive energy of, yeah, let's try this. Yeah. And if it didn't work, it's okay. But, you know, we'll, we learn from it. And to to this day, that is why I still come back. I mean, it's yeah. it's that. that. And if you come volunteer with the TTPOA, which we all volunteer exactly. to do this, we all have the same mindset and yes. the same goal. We're trying to reach the same right. goal. Yeah. It just it is better. You're right. Yeah. It's absolutely, absolutely better. And yeah. I think that goes back to the the whole SWAT mindset. We think outside the box. We're not just okay. Here's right. Here's this. A it always we, goes to B. No, it's A we, can go to Z and then back to C and F. It, so that's the kind of the thinking we do. And I mean, if you said, "Hey, tomorrow we got five ranges down at this conference. We'll figure it out. We'll right. do something." And these guys are going to enjoy what we just came yeah. up with because we had to do it right now. So improvise, adapt, and overcome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, absolutely. that's what you have to do in SWAT. You know, yeah. here's the plan, and that plan's not going to go what you always right. plan it. There's, it's life. So I, I, I'm like you. If I could do this my full-time job with, with TTPO, I would do it in a heartbeat. Oh, absolutely. I would do it in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Because we get paid now. With, you know, we get paid millions, <laughs> yeah, of, dollars, millions of dollars. Yeah, millions of dollars. We appreciate y'all, you know, yeah. the job y'all gave Thank us. Thank you for laying the groundwork yeah. for yes. us to get paid. Yeah, which yeah. we so, don't get paid. <laughs> so, you know, uh, Paul mentioned, no, 92, 93, he was involved. And again, TTPOA kind of almost vanished, 94, 95, let's just say. And Shannon and Paul... Shannon and I were figuring out how we're going to get out of this. Right. And and they made the Gosh. decision, we need to recruit somebody to be the next president. Well, the the uh, <laughs> the police games were in South Padre Island. Shannon and I had uh, become friends, and uh, we knew the games were going to be in Houston the next year. And uh, we, had, we knew who Sandy Wall was. We'd met him. We knew he, like, talked a lot and— <laughs> And told a lot of jokes, and you know he was really loud sometimes. Um, but you know Sandy had clearly had a presence in in the you know uh, in the, in a group of people, and it was not. Uh, some people have joked that we tricked him into being the president, and I don't. I would I would I would say it was a, it was a serious approach. But what we told Sandy is that based on what we'd been seeing the last couple of years. That this uh kind of this uh this partnership between Texas Police Games and TTPOA was good, but it had the potential to uh, be disorganized and um, for the TTPOA to come out on the short end of the stick, and that if if he wanted the the control that he needed and to host the games in Houston, mm-hmm. that he should be the president of the TTPOA. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, he fell for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The car salesman trick. Hook, hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, he uh, he fell for it, and uh, he he uh, he also uh, got Ronnie Parker to fall for it, and uh, uh, Murph to fall for it, and yeah. and uh, I mean we had a lot of. I mean, the team started at that point. This team started coming together. Okay, so at that point was a real pivotal time with the organization. Well, once Sandy got on board, on board. Well, and, correct me wrong if I'm wrong, Paul, but really Houston was really not a strong presence in the TTPOA at that no, time. No, not right? at all. Right, hmm. not at all. Wow. Um, and and um, I don't think they even had a team membership, right. let alone anybody with any individual memberships. That's amazing. Um, but um, when Sandy came on board. Um, I mean, it was, uh, we had, we had two other guys from the Houston SWAT team. And, and I'll also say that, that, uh, Houston PD, Austin PD, Dallas PD, as the, as things started becoming more formed and this started having more of a, uh, clear mission objectives, uh, you know, and, and, uh, high aspirations for, you know, high standards for yeah. what we do. Our de- we couldn't have done what we did with this association without our departments uh, being all in. Oh, absolutely, and, and helping us do this. But so at that time when Sandy started, uh, you know, we laid it out for him. We told him we were broke. We told him, you know, <laughs> we had a few hundred members, of which about 150 paid. Um, you know, Sandy had all these big plans. You know, using his hands up and down what he wanted to do for the for the police games and. And at that point, he just became the lightning rod for the for the association. He was raising money. Uh, he was uh, doing outreach to departments all over the state, getting them to come to the games. Um, and um, you know, it it was it was a clear pivot point for the association. It Sounds so like are it. you saying yeah. Sandy? Since yeah. he was the lifesaver, he was the savior of the TTPA. Um, <laughs> The Vanguard, I think, would maybe be better. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. He was, I mean, I mean, he was this guy who knew a lot of people. I mean, he could call some big companies in Houston, right. and people could drop ten thousand dollar checks on his desk for the association. Let me say on this on that one point, Sandy would always talk about hats and cu- coffee cups got him all the money in the world. So he would go to these corporations, and if he had a TTPOA cap yeah. or t shirt or a coffee cup, yeah. You know, one guy came in and says, I'll, I'll write you $2,000. He's like, oh, man, I appreciate that. Here's a coffee cup. Uh, give me that check. Let me make it for $10,000. Oh, wow. And he said that happened often. And mm-hmm. so, you know, the the money we would spend on that, you know, small amount of merchandise we had yeah. paid dividends because that's what people, you know, they could put it on their office yeah. and, you know, like, hey, SWAT guys came by. And, right. and I think they would do, you know, um, uh, SWAT guys, uh, Houston guys especially, they would go out and do demos for these guys, and, oh, they yeah. just ate it up, and like, the checks started coming. Yeah, so. and it's funny because <clears throat> as long as I've been involved, there's always been a Houston presence since mm-hmm. since then with Gary Heath and Marco and just all yeah. these other guys. have. He's yeah. continued that, and I think that's that's really good. Uh, yeah. I, I, I like – he set that groundwork for, for his department yeah. um, and obviously for the, for the organization. So, so now it's time for a conference in Austin. Yeah, we've had about three or four conferences. And, Small, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what year, uh, what year was it's this? It's 96. 96. So that was the first, my first conference. Well, the other one I worked at, now I get to attend this one. So it was in Austin. What grade were you in, Derek? In 96. Uh, <laughs> I was a junior in high school. All junior righty, in high school. Don't you feel better about All this? All right. I was a Sorry, guys. sophomore yeah. in college. All righty. Um, yeah. So I had been on uh, SWAT for about four years at that point. 
And uh, I think we had our recollections. We had about 75 people there. And um, we had that many last night in the hospitality. Yeah, I know suite. it. I know it. Right. So. And um, it was in it wasn't January. It was, it was January. That's when we always have it. Right. That's when we used to have it in January. We always used to have conferences in January. And um, we were out at the uh, Austin range and out. We had Alan Brosnan coming in to explosive breaching demo. And this was big stuff. You oh, know, yeah. Most of us had never seen anything like yeah. this before. And it was really dry. And um, Alan Brosnan, you know, demoed some explosive breaching. Austin had a shoot house and demoed that. And I'm not sure what the purpose was, but at the end of it, kind of a grand finale, he had this six-foot wall of flame. <laughs> and, you know, it was, you know, grand, spe- you know, spectacular, yeah. right? And it was right before lunch. And everybody oohed and odd. And we broke and we went to lunch. And we came back about 45 minutes later. And there's all kind of fire trucks out there. <laughs> the firewall had spread and it almost caught ironically enough it almost caught the austin fire academy on fire and all the fire guys are out there fighting this fire so uh, uh i don't know if uh, paul my, suffered my any. lieutenant was pissed <laughs> yeah. leave it to swat guys, guys like, all yeah. this cooperation is fixing to yeah. be over oh yeah man. and they're gonna blame you uh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah yeah so 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 that that uh, conference, but it was success, right? Um, you know, Sandy was in place at this time, and now he's 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 getting his board together, okay. and the board that he's putting together, you know, in addition to Paul and um, Shannon, now there's a bunch of go getters. Okay. You know, now now they're kicking in, and so he's looking for guys in different regions to, you know, and this. Oh man, how many regions do you guys have? Y'all got regions and subregions yeah. Yeah. and sectors uh, and eight. Eight. I should know this. I Eight or too. nine. But but, but some of the regions have subregions yeah. because right. it's so big. Right. right. I think we had five or six regions at the time, and so you know you've basically got one person in West Texas and yeah. one person in East Texas. I yeah. mean that was it, right? And um, but I, we think now Paul and I were kind of talking about this before. We were the in Brian the next year or Abilene, and we can't really remember which. Yeah, we're getting old. We yeah, we're getting old. <laughs> but we had about 130 folks. So we went from 75 to about 130. And okay. we were high-fiving each Well, I don't yeah. think high-fives were around then. So we're, <laughs> we're uh, toasting each other at that yeah. time. We thought we were in hot cotton. Yeah. You know, and so so this is going well. Um, in Abilene, we actually had uh, Black Hawk helicopters there from the Air National Army National Guard. Yeah. And uh, now we're, oh, we're cooking in Greece. You know, we're, this is like the cool stuff, you know. Yeah. And so everybody uh, wants to be part of that. Oh, yeah. Right? Everything. So coming. was it the same structure where vendor show and then classes and yeah, people so we, them? Would, we would have a, we would have a general session uh-huh. and then we would have a couple of breakout, uh, you know, like a, a case studies, kind of like we're yeah. doing right now. And then, um, the vendors were usually out at the range, I think, at the time. I mean, they, they weren't in a – I don't remember being in a ballroom earlier in the in the year. I think in Abilene we did because we had it at that, at that kind of like an embassy suite. Yeah, with an atrium. atrium. Yeah. 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 All right, funny story about Shannon Couch. So Shannon is the secretary. Shannon is in charge of all the membership, right? So typically board members came in the night before. Mm-hmm. Might have gone to the hospitality suite. Probably so. Might have had some adult beverages. Yeah. Might have stayed up a little late. Mm-hmm. So the next morning is our general session. And we every officer kind of gave a state of the union. Mm-hmm. You know, last year we did this. This year we've done this kind of thing. So it was, you know, I did the training. Last year we had X amount of classes. This year we got this amount of classes. And everybody's like, yeah. So now it's time for Shannon. So Shannon being the secretary. And Shannon is, let's just say he's under the weather. <laughs> he's not feeling good. And uh, our lids are heavy, and um, he gets up and says, and mumbles, but clearly enough, all right, everybody, 
Last year, we had 1,000 members. This year, we've got 1,200 members, which, as everybody knows, is a 100% increase. <laughs> and, and, and you hear, and, and this guy sitting next to me turns to me and he goes, he's not your treasurer, is he? <laughs> so this was you know, 20-something years ago. To this day, someone around so Shannon well. will say 100% increase because that is, you know, <laughs> Shannon was known for that one. So 100% increase. Yeah. That, that's great. That's great. So did y'all bring in outside instructors or was it yeah. still cadre from within Texas? We, you know, we, I think we always try to bring in outside instructors, but now we're bringing in more. Um, you know, instead of the, the five instructors, now we're bringing in 10 instructors okay. or 15 instructors. So. Um, you know, we're, we're building yeah. and, um, you know, we're offering more, uh, Ron McCarthy started coming and teaching and we were still bringing in all the guys from California and Florida. Still, yeah. do, still doing that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we had LAPD, of course, everybody wants to hear from LAPD, yeah. but yeah. you know, Ron McCarthy. And for those that don't know, Ron McCarthy's like the, the yep. godfather of, of SWAT, SWAT right? Exactly. He, was, he was the first SWAT sergeant in LAPD. Yeah. He's you the know, guru, man. He's the guru. He's I thought it was guru. one of the coolest things. We watched a UFC fight several years ago. I can't remember. His son. Yeah. yeah. And his son Big John. was doing the referee, and I was sitting next to uh, with him, and I'm thinking, this is badass. I was a young SWAT guy. I'm thinking, man, I'm next to the godfather of SWAT here watching his son referee a, a UFC match, and I thought that was pretty neat, man. So Ron was the first sergeant in LAPD SWAT. Uh, he stayed there until typical Ron. He was 51 years old, and he said, I knew it was time to hang it up. And I said, why? And he said, because I finished second on the PT test at 51 years old. And uh, for anybody that knows Ron, that's that's. Have you ever finished second? (laughs) No, I should have been hanging my cleats up years ago. Years ago. uh, (laughs) Me too. And and Ron has been a big supporter of TTPOA through the years. And and I know his health is not great. And, you know, we wish him well. But we probably had had him out uh, to Region 7 when I was doing that. Numerous times doing his leadership yeah. courses yeah. And, yep. and all that, yep. and great, great guy, great um, storyteller. Yes. Oh yeah. Great, oh, and he's got some stories. Yeah. He's got some stories, yes. right? I was like, y'all did what? Y'all? Whoa, man! That's, I mean, when he starts talking about yeah, during the SLA shootout, yeah. and you're like, uh, wait, I think I, I saw this a movie. Over uh-huh. there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's, that's um, cool. You know, this brings to mind something that that uh, that I think is important and important for people not to forget um, the. Um, you know, not only the not only the kind of the cohesion between the teams in Texas, but the the national cohesion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, people were recognizing us, and um, and and they were willing to you know give their time to to help Absolutely. us out. Absolutely, uh, to make our events successful, and uh, corporations were supporting us. Uh, uh, businesses and the communities from. You know, back then it was Compact Computer. We had a big ad agency <laughs> in Austin called GSDNM that helped us do some of our marketing, um, and it made people feel yeah. good. Like, hey, all these all these people recognize us, and you know they're they're pitching in to help us out. They you know they care about what yeah. we're doing too, and um, it was a it, it was a, those the, those mid nineties were a great coming together. Um, as we as we kind of did that, yeah. So the building blocks up at here. the time with our other states that had organizations. Yeah, I was about to say not many. There, uh-huh. there was the NTOA, yeah. uh, the National Tactical Officers Association. Everybody right. knew that, and that yeah. was the that was the big kid on the block, right? And um, Florida SWAT Association, Florida SWAT Association, but they were more the competition was their yeah. big part of them. But 
and they had a few classes, but they didn't. Their conference was their competition. Right. Uh, right. I think it still is. Yeah. And they, they published yeah. a magazine back then yeah. too, and they were and they were uh, influential for helping us publish our magazine. Right. Uh, hey, call these advertisers. That you know, tell them tell them I told you to call. Right. Uh, Mike Foreman was a was a big help in helping us uh, get the Command Magazine that. organized and and funded. And, and uh, I think advertisers. Uh, Cato was around probably at that time too. In California. Cato was around, uh, and they were probably around before Texas was. But but it it had no it had no presence presence activities. Uh, uh, it was kind of dormant as right. well during. So that this time. is just yarf. Making it up as you we're go. making Make, it up as we go. Like, along. hey, this sounds good. Let's try exactly, this. Okay. Exactly. Okay. And and also during this time, so um, uh, chronologically, you know, maybe a little bit off, but you know, Sandy came on what ninety six, ninety seven, and then about that time, he also said, uh, well, the the group said we need to get our five hundred one c three, you know, accreditation. So you know, right. nonprofit and everything. So Jan Rich was our legal advisor. Sandy brought her on. Um, you know, and she was able to, she was very instrumental in getting that 501c3. And after that, now we're nonprofit yeah. and, you know, we're able to accept donations and things like exactly. that. And that really helped, um, solidify the TTPOA as well. That's good. We were getting academia involved. Yeah. So um, wow. when you guys had 175 people at the conference, how many actual board members did you guys have to help? You know, I, I, was, I was joking with uh, somebody last night and I'm like, you know, I'm in the board meeting the other day. I it's ridiculous, right? It, it mm-hmm. is. I want to say we had about a third of that. How do you like? Uh, how did you guys do that? So you, you figure we had we had six regional directors, we had a president, vice president, secretary, and treasurer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about it. And, and the and the the host, the city host agency would, 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 would help, help out, out right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know, and we still rely on those host agencies. Yeah. We're talking about the competition the other day and, and the conference stuff. Without the host agency helping us uh-huh. out, none of this stuff none would of, be none of it would would be possible. Right. None of it. Yeah. So yeah, it was uh, a lot of people doing, or little people doing a lot of work. Yeah. So every time I had those, like, we go to these board meetings, I, I just, I just walk in, and I'm just, I'm just like, oh my lord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Everybody has a job. Right. Everybody has a task. Yeah. And without that one person sitting there in that board meeting, we wouldn't be able to function. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so go ahead. So this time around '97. Not yet. Not yet. Not, uh, yeah. '97. '97. Yep. Okay. And uh, so now, um, you know, Abilene, Brian, we're about the same. We had about 130, 140. So now the conference is coming into Austin. Mm-hmm. We're coming back to Austin. And we're sitting in a board. I remember sitting in the board meeting. So now I'm on board. I'm the training guy. Mm-hmm. We're sitting in a board meeting. And now remember, the previous two conferences, we've had 130 and 140 people. Mm-hmm. We're sitting there, and Paul Ford comes in. He's about 10 minutes late. He comes in. He goes, oh, we're talking about attendance. And this is six weeks before the conference. <laughs> and he says, we're going to have 300 people at this conference. And everybody started laughing. <laughs> I mean, the most we've had is 140, right? Yeah. You know, and Paul says, uh, we better because I just signed a contract with a hotel for 300 room nights. And if we don't make it, we're going to lose a lot of money. Whoa, you and just it, threw it on the <laughs> table there, didn't you? <laughs> He laid down the gauntlet. Uh-huh. What would Sandy Wall want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, everybody like, you did what? And it was like, oh, shit. And then it took about two minutes. And then it's like, all right, how are we going to do this? Yeah. 
And and it was like, all right, all right. And you and Sandy was like, all right, we need to do this. And people were storming, you know. Well, I I can go get these guys and get these guys, and you know, we can put out this, and you know, and and I mean, and we and I think we had three hundred and five or three hundred ten awesome. people there. So that's awesome. Uh, but Paul Ford set that standard and yeah. you know, raised that bar, and so and, like, and no one wants to just you're like, well, hey, it's a challenge. Let's let's yeah. step up to this. Yeah, I think. Uh, uh, Sky's the limit now. You guys have yeah. you guys have uh, been up in that every year for the last twenty five years. But but you know Almost. how some people like it would be nice if we did this. Paul did the you know like the explorers and they burn the boat so you can't go back. I mean he he set that he signed that contract. We're like oh man now we got to do it. So so we had three hundred folks there and uh, it was a great conference. And uh, man and there's this, there's this great video that Austin uh, PD created and I can't do it justice. That was the the ad agency in yeah, Austin that yeah. did that for us. Yeah. Um, it, I'll, I'll try to explain it. Um, or you want to try to tell you a little bit better? Go ahead. Okay. Uh, so basically, there's driving music, right? Dun, 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 and it shows these SWAT guys, and they're, you know, getting their vest on and, you know, putting their helmets on and, you know, yeah. throwing the weapons. And it shows them getting in the van, and it's just driving music, you know. And and uh, it shows them sitting in the van, and the camera's seeing there, you know, and guys are, you know, giving each other the thumbs up, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And all of a sudden, they're like, you know, three, two, one, and the van door's open, and they jump out, and they're running up, and they're at the host hotel. <laughs> and as the driver runs and, and the valet sitting out there, you know, watching everybody, you know, go by. And as the driver runs by, he flips in the, 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 the APC car keys and they oh. go in the hotel. Yeah, oh, it's cool. I wish it we was, still had that. You oh, guys have way better advertising than yeah. we do now. Oh, it was, that was one of the coolest things. That's awesome, ever. man. Where is this? Do we still have it anymore? Somebody's got it. Can we get I, it downloaded I think, on our uh, I think website? I've got a copy of it somewhere. Uh, I'll tell you what. I, I'll, I'll look and I probably have something. If I do, I'll send yeah, it to let's you. Yeah, let's put it on you our social media. It so yeah, that yeah. It, it will last. We need that, yeah. or we need to replicate that. Yeah. But right. this was a uh, yeah. We can't do they it. Did, Austin, they did. They're funded. So yeah. you know, this was this was that. an agency that was doing uh, Walmart, Southwest Airlines, Chili's. Uh, oh, wow. I mean, I mean, they gave us uh, red carpet advertising quality yeah. uh, stuff. Um, That's awesome. Pro bono. That That's awesome. It's a, yeah. That's a good. And not to mention, you know, they 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 developed the uh, advertisements that we did for the um, for the conference. Um, they gave me a lot of pointers on publishing magazines yep. and and just like I say, it was community was like was like showing up for us. Yeah. That's yep. good. So when when was it? When you guys realized, okay, we're on to something. Well, so we so are, now, we are so, cooking with so gas. we're in Austin. We're three hundred, you know, three hundred uh, conference attendees, and we're like, oh man. Well, Sandy, or being a typical SWAT guy, I can do. We're going to Houston next year. I can do better. And so he starts a year out, and he starts recruiting and everything. And we're down at some resort in South Houston. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. And we end up with we went again. Going by the year wise, we went from 140 to 300, and at Houston we had 530. We went from 300 to 530, and that was huge. <clears throat> and <laughs> I'll tell you a story in a minute about that one, but it, we're, we're, we did not expect this. And and now you know this small board that we have, we needed more people because we're not arranged for this capacity. It, we were doing everything by hand. We had, you know, computers were, you know, if you did a computer, I mean, the uh, the printer, the Houston guys, quote, borrowed the printer from the Houston SWAT office, and it printed out one certificate every five minutes. 
and we're trying to print out 500 certificates, oh, if you can imagine. Dang. So this is the this is the technology. You know, here we are sitting around this table with all this you know recording equipment, and Paul and I are just shaking our heads because we had to borrow a printer from the SWAT office, and it's printing out one certificate every, every five, five minutes. minutes. And I mean, literally, it went 24 seven. It was just you know constantly printing. You know, we're printing wow. out this stuff. But I mean, that was you know we. <laughs> We had uh, Dave Grossman was a speaker there, and and you know we're that was when we're like we're we're getting big time here. This is yeah. you know, um, and, and by the way, and you you were vice president at that time. I yeah. think at that point, right? So you were also running Command Magazine, but you're also vice president. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, that's what Paul was, and uh, but yeah, that was big stuff. Now this was the first time, though. Uh, another funny story. This is the first time. Usually in our hospitality suite, every attendee would could come by. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> no. at this point, we're like, we can't afford that anymore. Yeah. Right. And so we were concerned. It was actually a topic in the board meeting. We're like, they're going to riot because, you know, there's no free liquor. And like, well, we know we can't afford it. Right. But we've got to give them something. And so we went to the <laughs> hotel and they wanted to charge like $500 for a keg of beer. Mm-hmm, I mean, dang. you know, typical hotel. Yeah. And Sandy and there's a guy named Paul Hershey from Houston. Mm-hmm. And Sandy's like, Paul, won't you come with me? Uh, I'm going to try to convince these people to cut us a break, right? So he goes up to see the manager, and, uh, you know, they're like, how's it going? He goes, yeah, it's really good, but, you know, I'm probably going to be, you know, um, um, kicked out of office because, you know, we're going to lose a lot of money. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) you know, know, I just want to say thanks, but this is probably my last time I'll be doing this because – and Paul Hershey said, I knew what Sandy was doing, but I'm reaching for my wallet. You know what I mean? (laughs) So Sandy convinced him to basically get a keg of beer for $250 or whatever. So that that was how we appeased – the rest of the, the the attendees there because, you know, we had to close down the hospitality suite without them in it. I could not imagine oh. doing that now. Well, oh, not when we God. have, you know, 600 people here or whatever. Jeez. Oh, oh, there's, no, there's no way. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that was, that was like, okay, that's big time. So, you you got any more to say on this one? Uh, no. Uh, uh, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was fun. It was exciting. And uh, we had a lot of laughs along the way. Yeah. Uh, Mike's better at telling stories than me, so that's why I always defer to him. <laughs> he's got a better memory, too. Well, probably. At, at this point, Sandy has now he's served two two-year terms, and he's like, I'm not doing it anymore. Uh-huh. And now it's open up for grabs. So who's going to be president? And everybody's kind of looking around the room, like, who's going to be president? And I'm thinking about it. And uh, Paul calls me up, and he goes, hey, uh, you think about running for president? I said, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about it. He goes, well, I got a better job for you. So what's that? He goes, you need to be the editor of Command Magazine. Oh, no. <laughs> and I said, well, why, Paul? And he goes, it's, it's a great job. It's a great job. You know, you work your normal 40 hours at your job, but now you're going to work another 20 or 30, mm-hmm. and especially right before the edition comes out. You might spend another 40 hours that week. And then, you know, you get people that tell you they're going to write stories and they don't write stories. You have to write them yourself. You're after sponsors and vendors and they, they don't owe you money. And I'm like, are you trying to talk me into it? Or I <laughs> So, but eventually I, I decided to um, run for president under one condition. And I went up to Shannon Couch and I said, the only way I'm running for president is I said, if you're my vice president. And I felt bad because Shannon said, well, I was actually about to leave the board. Cause I, oh, no. And I'm like, come on, dude, you got to go with she me. Pulled him right back pulled in. Pulled him right back in. And so uh, he, he was, uh, and no one, run, you know, it was basically like, oh, we got some sucker to be president. Great. You know, we're not, you know, there was no, I don't know if we've ever had any, you know, actually election. I mean, I think it's just been, you know, the one person running, but, yeah. uh, 
So Shannon uh, agreed to be my vice president. So we um, we started doing that one. So now we're going into San Antonio. And so San Antonio had been on the periphery of, of TTP. I mean, they've been involved, but they weren't, right. say, a strong presence. And now we're bringing, and, and this is all Sandy convinced them, you know, and this is where the, it's so easy, it's so easy it runs itself. Yeah. Uh, I think Sandy coined that term, convincing San Antonio to do that, to do this conference, right? And so, um, so we're going to San Antonio, and it's my first conference. And unfortunately, uh, that was the year of the Texas Seven, the the guys that escaped from prison and killed the uh, Irving police officer. And a lot of people could not come to the conference because there was the manhunt going on. I remember that. And actually, the first day of conference, they uh, I think the ones in in Colorado were were, uh, captured or apprehended. And um, but we had about 475 attendees. So we went from like 530 down to 475. So it wasn't that big a drop, but it was right. enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, good conference down there. Um, um, it was, uh, you know, new, new experience for me. Uh, but, man, the board just everybody stepped in. And, uh, you know, we had some new board members coming in. So it was kind of a, tr- was a transition at that time. Uh, I think we started probably adding a couple of board members at the time because <laughs> we'd gotten so big. Yeah. Uh, I think we bought our own printer. That was big stuff, you know, and I remember, uh, I think by now, Tracy Weems is the secretary and he's just, you know, over there, you know, rubbing his printer gently because he loves (laughs) it, you know, and, 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 you know, we have name tags now that we're, you know, we're printing out and I mean, we're, we're starting to get big time, you know, or to us, you know, this is all big time stuff. Um, And then um, I'm probably leaving some stuff out, but uh, the next year was in Dallas. And of course I'm like, I can't let Houston yeah. I'll do Dallas. Yeah. And uh, this is the, we went straight um, uh, up in the higher atmosphere. We had 800 attendees. Dang. So what year you, was this? This was uh, 2002. Nice. So wow. if, you, if you, if you look at the, uh, the, the order, 140, 300, 500, about 500 and then 800. I mean, that, that's Dang. the growth that we had in those what five years? Six. One hundred percent growth. One hundred percent growth. One hundred percent. Sixty percent of the time. <laughs> and and again, it was it was everybody working together and setting that bar and yeah. saying, how can we make this better? How can we do this better? And listen, we had guys. We had a huge contingent from Arkansas attending um, TTPOA at the time. Enough where they approached us and said, "Can we open a TTPOA chapter in Arkansas?" <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I, and, and we're like, uh, "You like you, the banditos?" Uh, I don't think that works. <laughs> yeah, like, like uh, why don't you just start your own chapter? Which yeah. you know, association which they did. Yeah. Um, Ohio guys, you know, um, you know, we're talking about Ohio's probably yeah. the biggest right now at the time. I mean, I remember going to their conference. They had about 150 people. Yeah, and uh, but they. I think we influence them uh, of how to do things. Um, I think I don't think it's any secret. I think we influence NTOA, especially yeah. our vendor show. That's a good thing. We we at one point um, we heard some grumblings from vendors. They were not happy with us, mm-hmm. and so we took a small group and we met with key vendors and we asked them what would make you happy. Yeah. Now anybody who's worked with vendors know there's not a lot that makes them happy. <laughs> But we learned and we said, hey, how about we put the, the food and the beer by the, you know, the, the, the prime vendors? Right. How about we give prime vendors prime spots? Mm-hmm. And, and we listened to them and they started responding. They're like, this is great. Yeah. And I can remember I left years later, I left and I was at a, I think an NTOA show and, um, there's a football game going on that day and I'm in a vendor show and there's maybe 20 attendees in there. I mean, vendors are talking to each other. 
And I overheard one vendor say, man, if you get a chance, you need to go to Texas. Those boys know what they're doing down there. And I, was, I had a smile on my face. Yeah. You know, we still get that now. Yes. Yep. We get that now yeah. with new vendors and new instructors when they come in. Because, yeah. you know, again, it's a SWAT association. Right. So they're thinking the small stuff or whatever it is. And we're like, Hey, no man, you need to come give us a shot. And we, and like, we will prove to you that we are here for you as a vendor, as an instructor, we will do everything we can to fill this class up and to get you more classes in the state. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And they, and, and like 99% of them, they show up and they're like, Holy shit, man, this is, this is awesome. You yeah. boys do it right down in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and oh, one, yeah. of them, one of them said, you know, I wish I could get people by my booth. And so we got to thinking and I'm like, I know just the guy for that. And so Chris D'Alessandro, he was on my team. <laughs> oh, you're the, re- oh, yes. you're the reason. Yes. So we, yeah. we can blame so you. We can blame you for and this I said, problem. I said, He's still down there right now doing I that. I said, Chris, I, I, you know, you got the gift. Of course I'm buttering him yeah. up, right? You got the gift to Gab. You're the only one that can do this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I need you to steer traffic. And I, look, I got to give all the credit to Chris. He went up to a couple of vendors and said, do you have giveaways? And they're like, nope, 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 nope. And finally, one vendor's like, I got a couple of hats. And Chris is like, great. Yeah. You know, I'll take those. And started giving them away. And now, if you look, if you ever see Chris, he's like the Pod Piper. He's got like 50, yep. 100 people following him around uh-huh. everywhere he goes. Oh, he loves and that. And now yeah. vendors are now going under their desk and say, oh, I have this. I have, and Chris took that germ of an idea and, and exploded it. And now it's like vendors love that. And of course the attendees, if you, if you're following Chris around and don't win something, you're, you're, you didn't show up. So who came up with the raffle idea? Um, that came, I think after me, I think that was a Paul Hershey. Because let me tell you what the raffle, oh, the yeah. gun raffle. Oh my yeah. Lord, man, that thing, people love that. Oh yeah. Yes. And now, I mean, you got guys. Last year, we gave away, or I'm sorry, not last year, but you know, 19, we gave away what, like <laughs> eight or like eight or nine guns. Like it's like nine and a half guns. Like one guy won like an upper. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and like what other associations are are, are, are raffling off and right. giving away that right. many? You and know, they're not cheap guns. No, no, these are no high uh, high end guns. But I mean, I think I think that's what we're talking about. The you know the next group, you know, the younger guys. You talk about the energy and everything. They're like, um, why don't we do this? Hey, yeah. That sounds like a great idea deal why don't we do that yeah and it's just you know it's a continual feed off each other and you know uh, i'm gonna go back to paul here at one point we were at a meeting and i forgot what the topic was but paul came in and basically said if we don't grow we die and i think that was the theme of the next magazine as well that was early days that was early days but paul i mean that was if we stop growing we die and kind of set that theme and it has been followed every year. And it's not a, you know, it's not a, a, a pledge that you have to sign when you join the board or anything, but it's just a, a, a core belief that everybody has. And it, if you feed off each other on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was my editorial. It was called grow or die. Yeah. There you go. So when yeah, let's kind of circle back oh, to the competition stuff, when did y'all start doing our own competition? It was Dallas. Dallas was yeah. yeah the, the we had um, this was about ninety six seven. Yeah. So as Paul mentioned, the the SWAT competition was part of the Texas Police Games, and the Texas Police Games kind of bossed us around, and mm-hmm. and we said, you know, we let's break away. And so our first competition, I believe, was in Dallas, and took all the money. They bossed us around and take all the yeah, money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and. Um, so, you know, I'm going to say we had 20 teams, 15, 20 teams. That's really there. good. 
Yeah. That's but, really good. Yeah. But yeah. it was, uh, um, you know, we had vendors out there. Oh, I remember. That's a logistical nightmare. It is. That and, is, and, I'm, and so I'm we had you. we had vendors. Uh, we had some tents out at the range. We had vendors out there. Now, if anybody knows, I think like Tuesday here in Dallas, the winds got up to 40 miles an hour. Yeah. It was that day like on that. the range. And now you got tents flying everywhere. Oh, man. I mean, we had Dick Kramer, the famous artist, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dick was cussing up a storm because his, you know, his painting. Artwork's flying his everywhere. His artwork's other flying room. everywhere. And, and <laughs> uh, but, you know, again, um, you know, we had, we had a great time. We had a great turnout. And, you know, people are like, okay, how can we make this better? How can we do this better? And so then we had guys to come in and say, you know, instead of this competition, well, you know, we had guys going to Florida SWAT Association yeah. competition and, you know, take, bringing stuff back. Yeah. You know, uh, some people call it stealing. We call it borrowing. Mm-hmm. But, um, but then we had our own internal guys and say, you know, hey, when I was going through the competition, we were trying to game the system. So let's, let's create you know, let's not tell anybody what the competition is before. And, you know, it's that yeah. kind of stuff, right? Yeah. You know, let's, let's, let's keep it challenging and, and, right. and make it more challenging. And um, let, we, we were down in Baytown one year for a competition, and it took – I was thinking about this this morning. It, they waited for the team to run the obstacle course, mm. and they did not start another team until that team had finished. Yeah, And it would take like 15, 20 minutes to run through this obstacle course. And one team – I won't mention their name, but they did not do well. Mm-hmm. After 30 minutes, they're still on the obstacle course. Mm. Now, we're, we're backing up at this point, so mm. teams can't start. And so we came out, and we're like, guys, we need to you know, step aside. No, no, we can do it. We can do oh, it. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, and it took them about 45 minutes to oh, go through man. this thing. And now, you know, we're two hours late finishing yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, we learn from our mistakes. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been have, a good run. I have a funny story about Dick. Kramer. Dick Kramer. Yeah. So I was a school resource officer um, years ago. And so I had my office. I had all these paintings and stuff that he does. And I've been in there like a month at the school, the new school. And there's a kid that would come into my office and look at the stuff. And I'd talk with him. I didn't really know him. I just got there a month. And so he's in one day. He's like, you know, sir, I just joined the Marines, signed up and to get a tattoo and I'm going to get that tattoo of that, of that one of his paintings. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. I said, well, here's the guy's name. And so I'm talking about some matter of fact, let me go pull him up. Well, I'm not a great speller. So if you go www.dickcramer, <laughs> you get a really interesting porn site that you're showing to a high school kid. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, oh I'm trying to, I'm like, Oh, get up, get out of here. No, that's not what I'm trying to show you. I'm not trying to show you SWAT yeah, guy. No, no type. Good. Yeah. No, so then I'm on my phone. I'm like, Hey, uh, boss, um, this is what happened. I swear. I'm not showing a kid in high school <laughs> porn. He starts laughing. And I go to my principal. I'm telling him the same thing. I'm like, sorry. If his parents call. I'm telling him it was an honest mistake. I'm honest mistake. Yeah, I remember so. my first conference. I think I came to here in Dallas. Hey, I'm sorry. I got we got called out, so I'm gonna have to leave. So All right. I'm, Good I'm luck. not trying to be rude or anything, but one of those deals. All right, we'll be right back. All right, guys. Sorry about that. Brandon just got called out. So, uh, Paul. Yeah, I think um, it's. Uh, uh, I commend. I commend uh, the organization. I know after doing this for seven years, I was exhausted, and I'm I'm amazed that guys like Shannon and Sandy and Mike have have you know uh, kept up their endurance. But just a couple things. One is that if you think back to when when this all started and and when it started forming and getting organized, uh, there was the NTOA, there was uh, California non non active, and there was Florida, and there was. 
Texas that emerged. And if you look today, um, it's tell me tell me some states that don't have a state tactical association. I think we made people realize that a national organization can't meet the needs of everybody in every state. And we set an example and set a standard that that's pretty impressive, um, exceeding any vision that, that I've ever had. Uh, for me as a police officer, uh, standards and, you know, the, from the basic of selection to, uh, you know, how you do your job tactically was always important. And I think that that uh, we, we've we've gone through another uh, uh, pivot point for law enforcement and and uh, perhaps it's a setback. Uh, for for the generations of uh, of police officers, but it's also a, a moment where uh, the specialists are uh, going to be in demand more than they've ever been before. I think that that law enforcement is going to defer to SWAT teams and 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 specialist teams to 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 take situations where they have to you know, uh, be very um, judicious about the application of force. So I think that an organization like the TTPOA is, uh, you know, it's exceeded every vision that I could have imagined for it, but it's entering an era where um, there's, there's new challenges to meet and it's going to be more important than ever for, for this organization to be uh, a, a force in standards and an example for, for the way people uh, should do their jobs. And I think that we try to, uh, I mean, like we try to hit those standards that you're talking about and everything that we do now. And we wouldn't be here without you guys, you know, creating the base for us to, to build this off of. So Mike, what you got? Yeah. I mean, echo what Paul said. <laughs> yeah. I was telling someone the story last night, as you can tell, I, I tell a lot of stories, but, uh, when I went from patrol to SWAT, <clears throat> my wife was worried. And I heard her talking to some friends, and she's like, oh, you know, I know he wants to do that, but I'm really worried about him. I said, you know, honey, I said, it's actually safer. And she said, what are you talking about? And I said, well, I said, you think about it in patrol, you, you work with different people all the time. It's why you work with the same team. In patrol, you you answer calls, and you don't know what's on the other end of the door. So why, you, you know what's on the other end of that door for the most part. I mean, you're already geared up, right? Uh, patrol, you got, you got your light body armor on. So what? You got, you know, heavy body armor, and, you know. You train, and I, I and I, you know, a little bit later, I heard her tell a friend, "Oh, it's actually safer." And I'm like, "Yeah, you know, I finally convinced her." Well, I got promoted and had to leave SWAT, and she's like, "Oh my God, you're going back to patrol." And I said, "Well, it's actually safer." And she's like, "Shut up!" Um, but but it, the story that that I want to say is it's actually you know we had D- Dr. David Klinger who was one of our training advisors for years, and you know he was part of a National um, Justice um, Institute of Justice study where. He actually showed that there's less chance of a person getting killed when SWAT shows up than there are patrol. Now, if you think about it, I mean, SWAT's got negotiators out there. They've got chemical agents out there. They've got more tools. Less at their disp- Absolutely. More tools at their disposal um, that they can convince this person to give up or, or, or go get them without having to shoot them. Now, unfortunately, they're still, they still have to sometimes, but there's less incidents of them doing that. And with all the controversy surrounding law enforcement right now you know SWAT's going to be in that forefront uh, just because of the nature of their job and it is incumbent upon them to be the best trained that they can possibly be because that microscope is just so Mm -hmm. bearing down on all police right now 
And that's why it's such so important that, you know, training is paramount in the lives of every SWAT officer out there to make sure that they're prepared and to make sure that their city is, you know, going to be not immune to litigation, but at least uh, mitigate that litigation. And, you know, and that's what TTPA was all about. Um, You know, as president, I heard, yeah, here's another great story. We had, I'm sorry, a guy called me up. Uh, our regional rep called me up from El Paso. And I'm, let me back up. Houston. A regional rep from Houston called me up and said, um, we have a, a girl of a friend of ours that got on the Internet and she is traveling to El Paso. And, you know, she's 16 years old. And her parents were able to get in her computer and find out she's been, you know, uh, conversing with this person. And we found out this person is going to meet her at the bus station in El Paso. And they're panicking what to do. And I said, let me see what I can do. And I called our regional guy in El Paso, and I told him the story. And he said, get me the information when they're coming in. And they met the girl at the bus when she came in and arrested the guy for, you know, the crimes that he was he was try- about to commit. And um, that guy in Houston, like, immediately wrote us, like, a $10,000 check. I mean, but – which is great for the association, but – that connection between, you know, Houston and El Paso and, and the fact that TTPOA could, could you know, oversee that association yeah. and, and oversee that, that networking that we're able to do. I, I know of numerous incidents where, you know, you hear about a shooting in, you know, Garland or, or Amarillo or, you know, Brownsville or whatever. And, and within a day, you can find out what's going on because of that yeah. networking that we have. It's the networking and the brotherhood that Absolutely. we all have from doing – the same job in a different city. Absolutely. Right. Different color uniform, but you know, Absolutely. different patch, but it's the same job no matter where you go. Absolutely. And, and, you know, and you mentioned earlier about the egos and everything. And I think the true, the true SWAT guys are putting aside their egos and they're the ones like, you know what? We screwed this up and here's how we screwed it up. Don't do, don't, you know, learn from our mistakes. Mm-hmm. Whereas opposed to, Oh, we didn't, we didn't do anything wrong. You know, this association I think brings out the fact that, you know, we're trying to help each other. And, and if you can learn from my mistakes and I can help you do something, then, then there was something positive about that incident. And, you know, I just, I, you know, when I had to leave, I I retired from or left Dallas and had to leave the association. And I was telling somebody this last night, it was harder to leave the association that was my department because of the friendship that I'd made there. And, you know, the, the, the friends that I made in the association are still my friends, you know, 20 years later. And, you know, that's it, it is it is truly something. The, the more you put into it, the more you get out of it. And you know, the funny thing is when we had Graham and Dan on earlier, uh, they say the exact same thing. It's the brotherhood, their lifelong friendships that they've made with, you know, people from around the state. The same mindset, the same, you know, same job, everything we just talked about. And it's funny that you guys are saying the same thing that the current board members are saying. And we are. We're going to be friends for yeah. for for rest of our lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, gentlemen, I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you for, one, giving us time out of your day to come do this. Two, thank you for the hard work that you guys did all those years ago to to, to, to make the association grow and help it grow. And and thank you for still being a part of it now. Uh, Paul, you're a vendor now. And, yep. and, and Mike, we just can't get rid of you. You, well, just, yeah. you just kind of stay a, around. He's a hanger on. He's a dude. Uh, he's a hanger. Yep. I 
Yep, he is, but he tells a lot of good stories, so we keep him around for entertainment. You know, Dan Dan called me and said, do you mind being an MC at our banquet? And I'm like, me? Talk to people? I've I, never, I, sure I've never heard you talk in front of a crowd or talk to anybody, <laughs> so you sure you can do it? I'm going, I'm going to struggle through it, but I think I can make it. Well, gentlemen, again, thank you so much for everything that you guys did in the past, and thank you for what you currently thank do Thank you. Now. Thanks for having us. Yes, sir. Thank, thank you. you.